someone was awake in the house. I went into Dalton's room. There was something in there with him. It was standing there. Who are you? And it said, it was a visitor. I said, what do you want? It said Dalton. I can still hear that voice. everybody to another episode of THR Presents Stream Feeds. I'm your host, Brian, and of course, always with me is my brother, Nez. What's up, man? Yo, man, what's going on, everybody? All right, here we are. We did give you two action returns in a row, so instead of giving you two uh, stream feeds in a row, we're going to give you two movies because this it was like one big movie split into two. of Paranormal Activity and Saw. I went into Dalton's room. There was something in there with him. It's not the house that's haunted. Oh my God! It's your son. Insidious. In cinemas April 29th. Initially, we were just going to do the first Insidious. But then Brian goes, you know what? Let's do the second one. Uh, and I'm glad we did because I do. I did not remember the second one at all. They, but it got me kind of pumped to watch the third and the no, yeah, the third and the fourth one before I go see the uh, the the fifth one. Uh, you don't need to watch the fourth one. The last key, I liked the last key. I know you guys didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but um, yeah, I was. I did. I remember the first one because I saw that one a few times in the theater. Um, I think I only went and seen it because James Wan name was was the directing this, so I was kind of like, "All right, cool." So he started out strong and then he kind of fell off a little bit, but he brought me back with um, what was that crazy ass movie? Oh, uh, uh, shit. M- Mal, not malpractice. Uh, said it was an M. Somebody's yelling right now. Yes, someone's screaming it. Um, fuck, now you look at it. It started with an M. Pulling it that. right now. Uh, malignant. That was. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he came back uh, with that one. I think that was the last one that. He, that uh, 
he directed if I'm speaking right I don't know yeah because the only one before that that he directed was uh, Aquaman because he's kind of transitioned over to producing and running his own studio not studio production company so yeah so I mean Aquaman, eh, it was what it was. Uh, that one Fast and Furious he did, I don't know which one it was. It was, if I remember right, it was all right. But uh, the first thing I had seen was um, Saw. Mm-hmm. And then um, that other one with the dummy. Dead yeah, that one. That one was creepy, too. I didn't even know he did that. And Death Sentence. I think we need to do that one at some point. The one with Kevin Bacon. I remember that one. They were saying it was a horror movie, but I didn't think it was. But anyway, getting off uh, into something else. But yeah, Insidious. And Insidious Chapter 2. The first film came out in 2010. And I believe the second one came out in 2013. Uh, But this first one... Um, again, I only went and seen it because James Wan directed it. I had no idea what it was going to be from the trailer. It just looked creepy and everything. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's check this out. But it's also uh, written by Lee Wannell, who was, uh, one of the main, uh, characters in the first Saw movie. Didn't he write that one too? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Which he's also oh. in Insidious. He's uh, one of the paranormal investigators. I think he's the one. I think his name is Specs, the one with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, him, and Tucker. Those two were my favorite. <laughs> um, Insidious parents take drastic measures when it seems their new home is haunted and their comatose son is possessed by a malevolent entity. All right, that was. Drastic measures. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, IMDb. A family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in the realm called the Further. Okay. Um, directed by James Wan. Written by Lee Winnell. And this stars Patrick Wilson. Rose. Is it Byrne? Is that how yeah. she pronounces it? Okay. Um... Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shea, Lee Winnell, Angus Simpson, Barbara Hershey, uh, the beautiful Barbara Hershey, Andrew Astor, Corbett Tuck, uh, Ruben Pla, Philip Friedman, and a bunch of other people in this film. But, Brian, when was the first time you saw Insidious? Oh, I've seen this when it came out in the theaters. Um... I was impressed with what uh, James Wan did with Saw and uh, found out that uh, Lee Wannell was part of the writing team with that and also wrote helped write this one. So I was like, yeah, I'll go check this one out. And I enjoyed it then and I enjoy it now. Um, I think it sets the, the mood right, the atmosphere with, with the with the tone of the 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 lighting or the lack of lighting in some scenes and uh one thing that i really respect is the music 
it 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 just it just hits right in certain moments of the movie and i like the idea of um what do they call it astro projection yeah you leave your body in dreams and kind of leave yourself open to this this world which uh, we come to find out is the further and um i thought everybody was good in it um especially uh I think I think uh, the better performance for me in this one was uh, Rose Byrne over uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, it was mainly her in this one. In the second one, it was a lot of Patrick Wilson because uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. So I was like, okay, I was I was all in on this first one. Again, I saw James Wan was directing this, so let me go see it and. I remember seeing it the first time by myself. I went like right before work and there was like me and two other people sitting in the theater and scared the hell out of me. <laughs> so especially the 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 the, the before the uh, the title comes up on the screen cuz there's some eerie stuff that's showing in the beginning and then it just goes super loud in insidious. I, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so uh, and it did it did it again at the end, and I was I was like okay, and then it just boom, it hit me again. I was like oh man, that those two times made me jump. But as the movie went along, I was like all right, cool. This is this is a good idea. This is a good story. Um, I like Lee Winnell's writing. He does a really good job with uh, presenting who these characters are. Uh, don't give you too much. Um, background on each character because at this time we didn't realize it was going to be a series of films we just thought it was just one and done until you get to the end and then the way it ends like oh my god there's gonna be more but didn't realize how when we were gonna get it we didn't get what two two years later or three years later i did like that though i thought that was kind of funny it made me laugh because i watched these two movies back to back today uh you see, especially um, the, the the main little kid uh, Dalton, and and his brother Foster, as well as um, Angus Simpson Tucker. He was kind of heavy set in the first one, and I don't know how long, how much. I assume it would have been, let's say, a week after the first events of the first film, and then he looked like super thin, like he lost a lot of weight, and and you yeah. can clearly see the boys were older. As well, even the baby, because it was like a baby baby, uh, their sister. And then uh, she was a little older. She was still little, but she was a little older in this. Uh, so shout out to, is it Brian? Brian and Madison Bowie played uh, the little baby. It was supposed to be a little girl, so I, I assume maybe you're twins. I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, and so I was like, okay, uh, but then you, you just kind of got to put that out of your head and, and roll with it. But um, again, I didn't know this was going to be a series of films. Maybe he wrote the story out in five films or maybe four films, three, I don't know, however many. But it seemed like these first two films was written as one big story and then they chopped it in half. Uh, wasn't sure how the first one was going to do, because usually 
the studios wait and to see how much money this film makes. And if it makes tons of money, then you know what? Let's all right. Well, let's let's hit them with another one. Because that's what they usually do. I kind of, if they would have just made this a single, uh, one and done film, I kind of would have appreciated the way it, it ended. I thought it was going to be a one and done, but it just. Uh, I mean, I was at the time I I was thinking, well, there's more, or or is that it? Because I was thinking if that was it, was this first dark show, ending? Yeah, I'd have been I'd have been fine with it. But then a few years later, and we we get a trailer for Insidious Chapter Two, and I was like, oh okay, because I know I had to rewatch the first one before I went and saw the second one again, so I knew what was happening. I only saw the second one like once in the theater, and I think I bought it and might have watched it one time again at home, but I, it's been a while since uh, I it's been a while since I've seen any of these films. Um, I think the first this one I watched the most twice in the theater. And then however many times on Blu-ray and all that. And and then the other ones, I think I only watched them like the one one time. I know I watched the second one one time in the theater and then when I bought it. And then the three and four, I bought both of them. But I just saw it those one times in the theater. I don't even own four. That's how much I love that one. <laughs> um, really quick. The third one, I wasn't in a really good place in my life. It was like right after uh, my son had passed. Or not right after, but um, it was still, it's still with me and it still bothers me today. But I've learned to deal with how to get myself uh, right. But there was a scene in that one that really got me. It was when Lin Shay, um, it was her husband had passed, so she was like laying out his sweatshirt or, or his his sweater or whatever before she was going to bed. So basically, she she slept next to it, if I if I remember right. And that part got me, and I just remember oh, just sitting in the theater. This is a fucking horror movie. Why am I crying? <laughs> but uh, it it was a tough scene for me to get through because I I was like that for a little while. I had one of my son's sweatshirts that I slept with, and it's still right next to our bed. But I was like holding it all night. Ugh, sorry, I didn't mean to bring this up, but but it was that. But that part I I remembered it the most. I don't even remember the movie. The other thing I remember about when I saw um, the third one was um, I was the only one in there. I saw it in Sacramento. I don't know where my wife and my daughter were. I think they went somewhere. So I wouldn't seen something else. So I went in and I saw this. There was me and there was one. There was a lady in there. She kind of sat like she came walking in and sat like in one of the uh, closer rows to the screen. And then she kind of came back and said um excuse me and i was like yeah she goes uh is it okay if i sit in in the row with you i'm like um i don't care and inside i was like okay because I, <laughs> I didn't want to be scared she did she didn't sit right next to me there was two bro seats in between us and she kind of we kind of talked a little bit about the first two films and everything she was i just I knew I was going to be the only one in here, but I saw you were in here, so I just wanted to... I'm going to be scared. I don't want to 
sit in a row by myself. I like, you know, no, sure, come on. <laughs> so, but uh, I need to watch the third and the fourth one again because I, I yeah. don't, I don't remember I, that I, at all. I don't mind the third one. It's just the way the second one ended and what actress was revealed at the end of the second one. I would have liked for the third one to go that direction, but instead they wanted to go with the prequel s route. Because yeah, I, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you noticed the who the actress was at the end of two. Which who who the 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 little girl the the the, the next case. Oh, was that um. Uh, what's her name? Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Okay, because I'm looking. I was looking at uh, the Google, and it says Jenna Ortega as Annie. I was like, she was yeah, in this. <laughs> yeah, I know we're we're jumping, but it's just you. You get a young Jenna Ortega, and then you get Lynn Shea's reaction of, of what she sees behind her, and then you don't even get that as the next movie. Oh, see now, fuck man, you make me want to see the ending. Which uh, was she the little little girl that yeah. was uh, that came to the door with her parents? She no, wasn't the girl she, sitting. In, she was the one in the wheelchair. Yeah, I think so. Uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> now I need to see that again because uh, I thought it was she, she older. Was, she was one of the little girls. She she had to have been the little little girl. I don't remember. Her sitting, yeah, she okay. I, I'm on the scene right now. She's the little little girl yeah. that came that came to the door. Oh, okay, because I was like, no, the other girl seemed older. And then you get you get that reaction of Lynn Shay just saying, "Oh no," like she she, you know, spoilers. We're, we're going to spoil it anyways. That Lynn Shay is a spirit by this part of the movie. And she's scared of what she sees, and then you just you just don't get that for the third movie or the fourth movie. I I don't. I thought they were all on Max, but they're not. I know the third one. I I have them, but I don't have my movies in any kind of order. I think I just have them scattered about <laughs> here. Well, there, you so. know, for physical media collectors, I think as your collection grows, I think you just start putting them. Wherever you can. I mean, I started off as in kind of alphabetical order, but as you just buy them, buy them, buy them. I mean, they're just starting. In the studio, I got like stacks of them. I got like two stacks here on my desk. I got stacks over by my drum set. Uh, and just, it's a mess. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> what, do my friends wanted to, what do my friends this. wanted to come over and organize it all because she goes that's what she likes to do come on over (laughs) i got this damn stupid ass steel book you made me well you didn't make me buy it but you sent me a picture sitting right here next to my laptop uh skin of i i didn't get it i was gonna but i didn't but i think i missed the boat (laughs) Uh, sent me this i didn't want it you sent me the picture and i bought it and i'm just like i'll never take the plastic off this movie <laughs> uh, I'm kicking myself for missing the maximum overdrive one that Walmart I didn't even know they had it but full oh, on bank 
did you see all the i know we're we're off the rails right now with the cities <laughs> but there did you see the the list coming out for walmart exclusives oh my steel books <laughs> no and there's like over the next three months there's like between like 10 to 15 movies walmart is starting to since since I think physical media is going away like at Best Buy because I remember they used to have like rows and rows. Now it's just dwindling down to two, two aisles, two small aisles, depending on where your Best Buy is. But yeah, it's um, I know Shout Factory, Scream Factory, whatever they they do it and all these other ones that you got to order. But if you like want to walk into a store mm-hmm. and get it, I've noticed that Walmart is starting to. Cause I missed the um, the John Wick for for uh, Best Buy, and I went into my Walmart just to get whatever, and I was looking at the movies, and I noticed they had a steel book mm-hmm. for John Wick Four, and I was like, "What?" So I just bought it because I didn't want to miss it. What the hell did I do with it? I don't know. See, that's how unorganized I am, everyone. I just bought it, and I don't even know where I put it. But anyway, Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, we're just gonna kind of zip through this one. We're not gonna do a play by play because we're we're doing the two movies. But the story for the first one, man, it it was good. It was just a family moved into this house, and they. The, I don't know how much uh, this this the um, Patrick Wilson, Josh Lambert. He was a teacher. Uh, I don't know how much money he makes because uh, his wife, um, Renee. She was a home a homemaker, uh, and they had a nice big house. <laughs> so, He's uh, making decent enough money that later on in the movie, when they pick up and move to another house, it, it doesn't seem to be that much of a stress. I don't know. Like they hey, will just sell this house and and go somewhere else to a smaller one, because the first house they had was was big. Yeah, and and it was creepy and scary looking. <laughs> so but yeah in this one i mean they move in they move they're already in living in their house and then it, then it just kind of starts um the the younger son he's starting to uh or not was he the oldest out of the two boys dalton yeah yeah dalton was the oldest is dalton foster and then later on they have a younger sister because they kind of start to see things in, in the house well the kids do um, from what I've noticed and things that I've read and things that I watched, I don't know how true it is, but um, I've noticed that the kids are able to see things before kids uh, and animals when you're older. Yeah, so you guys may believe in that, and you may not, but um, my kids have seen things, and I remember seeing things when I was little. But anyway, that's a, that's a whole another story or a whole another show. Um. So the uh, Dalton, they're in the house. I mean, they did just kind of move in there because it seems like they moved in and everything was already unpacked, but they still had stuff up in the attic. He went upstairs to um, he heard something, so he went up into the attic, and then he was there was a ladder that he was trying to climb up to turn the light on, but then the uh, stair broke and he fell, and something scared him, and then he just he kind of just fell. But then when he was screaming, his dad and his mom were running up there and they found him. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm all right. And everything seemed to be all right. I mean, there was uh, at the very, very beginning, we do see um, 
it, it kind of looked black and white. I really, really, really couldn't tell. But uh, we see uh, a young kid uh, sit laying in a bed, and then we see someone kind of lurking around in the background. And uh, I, Rose Rose Burns' character, Renee, she she kind of experienced a little little bit of it before uh, Dalton had his accident because uh, things would be moved around that she she thought she unpacked and like books she thought she had put on shelves that she thought maybe the kids took them off the shelves and were messing with him. But then later come to find out they didn't touch the books and little stuff like that was going on. Because yeah, that in that, in that first scene, when the camera's going around, we see a boy sleeping and then we see the silhouette of, uh, look like a lady's head. But then when the camera rolls around, we do see, um, an old spooky looking lady holding a candle. And then we get the insidious that scares the hell out of you. <laughs> so, I mean, I love the beginning because I just show a lot of like black and white, just uh, still shots uh, of these houses and everything that's going on. But yeah, like, like you said that the mom, she's experienced like some kind of paranormal activity type of stuff, but she doesn't, she's not really thinking much about it. And, uh, yeah, this, yeah, because we're kind of just getting introduced to everybody who Patrick Wilson is and his family and what he he's doing and everything. But the the mom is starting to hear things like on the baby monitor. She hears uh, somebody talking, but she's not really sure uh, who it is. This scene um, kind of pissed me off. Just her slow reaction. Well, they got to build it up. I mean, I, us, if I'd have heard something like that, I'd have been running up in there. But me, I'm watching this scene right now because her her daughter is upstairs in a room in her crib. And she is down on uh, in the living room still unpacking stuff. I'm sorry. I mean, to each his own on how you raise your kids. Uh, mine, even my grandsons when they were babies. They were always in the same room with me, no matter what I was doing. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I mean, if they were taking a nap, I'd have them all set up on the couch. I wouldn't have them in, in the other room. Well, when they got much older, yeah. But this was still a baby baby. But, but that's me, everyone. I mean, not telling you how to parent. <laughs> so, but yes, things are slowly happening. They're not really sure uh, what is happening. But then Dalton, he... He falls and then um, he ends up going to sleep. And then they don't really know what what happened because the next morning when they get up, they're like, hey, what? everyone's down in the kitchen and they're just getting their day going. Oh, no, no. Let me go back a little because I think this is when um, is this the same one? Yeah, they're. Uh, they're all laying down, getting ready to uh, just go to sleep. No, I'm no, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, the kid, the, he he falls first before mm -hmm. uh, anything happens, and then because when he, um, his dad goes in to check on him because uh, everybody's up and they go, "Where's Dalton at? Oh, he's probably still asleep." So he goes upstairs and tries to wake him up. 
but then he he can't wake him up. So he's like, like what's he did? They don't know what's happening, so they end up taking him to the hospital, and they're saying that uh, he's in a coma. Yeah, he doesn't he have had, any. Oh yeah, go ahead. He doesn't have any kind of brain damage or any kind of uh, nothing. They're just the doctors have no idea what uh, what's happening, why he's in a coma. And they're just more, well, is he going to wake up? And they're like, I, we don't know only because they don't know what's wrong with him. So I don't know how long he was in the hospital, but then they, they just ended up uh, sending him home. And he was set up in his room to um, the, the heart monitor thing. And he had some IVs dripping in, probably just to keep him hydrated and keep yeah. him it jumps like three and it, months. And also they had they had like a food tube in his nose. So that's what they were doing. But then uh, one day um, Renee's downstairs. She's a songwriter. So she's just kind of fiddling around trying to come up with the, her next song. But she starts to hear things on the baby, baby monitor. They're kind of unclear. But every now and then something would uh, come out. Uh, really clear on what it was saying, but she wasn't really sure. She started walking around the house trying to just figure out what what the hell it is. But then all of a sudden, you just hear this loud voice scream. And then she goes running upstairs to uh, check her baby, and her baby's all right. <laughs> and then she's just, yeah, because everything seemed to be happening to her. Yeah. Because the dad, he was he was at school all the time because he's always telling her that he had to um, work late and, and grade papers. But um, he seemed to be avoiding coming home. Yeah, he just like didn't didn't want to be there. Uh, the old the other son, he was talking to his mom at bedtime one time, and he was kind of telling her, "Mom, do you think um, we can switch rooms?" Because he doesn't like that room because he said he doesn't like uh, seeing his brother walk around at night. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you're probably just dreaming. And that little boy is like, oh, okay. So he gets up. And later, later, that, later that night, he's starting to hear things. And he, he can look down the hall because his door's open. And he can see uh, his brother uh, laying in, in his bed. And uh, what the, what the hell is this kid's name? Fulton. Fulton, yeah. And yeah, he. I re- I remember those days because uh, I I had my I had a house like that that I lived in that if my bedroom door was open at night and that hallway just looked dark and I hate to bring it up, skin a brink. That scene <laughs> with the with the endless hall, dark hallway. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. I don't. I mean. During the summer, I have to sit on the couch because the uh, swamp cooler, uh, that's where you get the most air. Where my chair is, uh, I don't even feel that cool, cool swamp cooler air. So at night when I'm watching TV, I'll, uh, I was watch- when I was watching this, <laughs> no, not this one. I was Skinner Marink. All right, we're going to bring that one. <laughs> I was sitting there watching that, and I had the air on one night, and I remember just being creeped out in the cold air. No, I was sitting in my chair first watching Skinner Marie, and then I was all hot. 
And I was like, oh, man, it's getting hot. So I had to go over to the couch. But then watching that movie and getting freaked, freaking myself out with all the what was happening when well, nothing was happening, really. Um, your peripheral vision, you see down the hall. And I know your eyes play tricks on you and you start to see things. And I, I hate I hate that. <laughs> but <laughs> see, either sit there in my chair and sweat or be nice and cool on the couch. <laughs> but, but anyway... Yeah, that little boy, he's uh, he's hiding. He's kind of hiding in the closet, and then he hears something, and and it kind of freaks him out. Um, the mom and their the mom and dad are in bed, trying to talk just about what was happening, and then all of a sudden they started hearing someone knocking on the door. I like this when we get to the second film. <laughs> I was like, oh man, it, it was blowing my mind. Um, we might as well just blend these all together. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it, like you said in the beginning, is it's both movies are one story. Yeah, and they see they if you watch them in like right after another, they they blend together. Certain scenes in the second film blend into this one because on the scene that, that that's happening right now that I'm I'm talking about when someone was knocking on the door, um. What the hell's his name? Josh uh, Patrick Wilson. He goes downstairs to check. He, he's looking. He kind of goes, "Who is it?" No one answers. He looks out uh, the windows with a flashlight. Nothing. Nobody's out there. I did notice that he didn't even lock his door. He just opened it. <laughs> and now me, I go and check every single door, sliding door, everything before I go to bed. Because uh, sometimes my son, he just shut the door doesn't even lock it so but so yeah so he's uh he he's checking no one's outside he sets his alarm he goes back upstairs and uh he's talking to his wife and everything but then um all right we're gonna jump to the first to the second one (laughs) and that scene when he goes down and opens the door what i what i loved in the second film um, Patrick Wilson's character, Josh, he gets st- inst- his, his son gets uh, what the hell is his name? Dalton gets stuck mm-hmm. in the further in the first film. In the second film, Josh gets stuck in the further. So what he was trying to do, he was trying to get back to to the reality, to the to the real world. So what he was doing is he was he was the one. That was knocking on that door, yeah, and and he was the one that not the that opened the door because when Patrick Wilson goes upstairs, and then he hears the door open or he hears the alarm go off, so he runs back downstairs and the doors open, and in the second film, that's how Patrick Wilson and uh, the dude he was with Carl get into the house. So I was kind of like, ah, I mean, I remember seeing in the theater going, oh, damn. And they do show you that scene again from the first film. And I was like, because I was always wondering, I just figured like watching this first one, I just figured it was a spirit or something or one of the evil things that was trying to to get him. So I liked what they did there on how they what we see in the first film with this kind of unexplained. We see it is, is some of it is explained. From yeah. the second film. So I was the, like, oh. In the first film, you come to find out that Josh has the ability to astral project himself 
out of his body, his you know, his consciousness into like the further other I guess dimensions and stuff like that. And he's also passed his ability off to his son Dalton. And that that's where Dalton goes when when he he goes to like these different places because I think he mentioned about seeing stuff in the, that he thought was dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, because he he wasn't sure. I mean, and uh, Josh, his dad wasn't even he wasn't even trying to hear it. He was because his wife was telling him, uh, "Come on, this is this is all happening, and you're you're not believing us. You're not accepting what's going on." Because yeah, like you said, he was like. Act like he just didn't want to be at home. He was finding reasons to just stay at work. Yeah, he was but, sleep in the damn classroom. Yeah. Um, this scene right with this part scared me though, because um when Patrick Wilson was downstairs investigating someone knocking on the door, um, Renee hears something. So she walks over to the um her daughter's room, and when she goes in there, she sees uh, there's like a not a veil or something, kind of like a veil curtain type of thing that's uh, behind um, her daughter's crib. Because I think she heard her her daughter laughing or crying. I can't remember. Because when she walked, the camera's following her and she walks in. She comes around the, 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 the corner and goes into the room and we see somebody standing behind that veil curtain. And then she just, ah, she starts yeah. screaming and. Um, Josh comes running in and she's like, what, what? They turn on the lights. There was somebody standing right there. And he's like, I, I don't see anyone. And she's like, oh my God. And that was the long haired fiend played by Jay LaRose, who is a Navajo actor. Yeah. So I was about to say, and, and in the second one, we see that scene again, because, um, Patrick Wilson, Josh, he was the one that was knocking on the door, and he was the one that got in. So when he goes in, he ends up going upstairs, him and Carl, and they go into the, um, they show the scene again with uh, the baby and the mom, or Renee screaming, and they go in there, and they start fighting that dude, because he's in there. And that guy, he's just beating up Josh. Josh is beating him up. And I was like, I, I was like, Watching this today, I, I was like, I just totally forgot this whole film. But I was inside. I was like, whoa. I was just like, damn, this is awesome. I love what they're doing here with their, with the explanations. Because, yeah, there was no explanation for, for that character. We see him later on and again. They, they kind of do explain some of the stuff, uh, the little um, apparitions and everything that were going on in the first film and the second film. Yeah. man. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they they mentioned that the, that they they don't want to be they want to be they want what the living have, which is life. And so they kind of yeah. are drawn to stuff like, you know, astral projectors, people, you know, that oh, it's a way out for them of the further. Yeah, because they're just lingering around because Lynn Shay says it. She's like, this is the place we we go before we. Uh, go where we're supposed to be. I don't know, be it heaven, hell, or wherever, whatever you believe in. Well, that sucks. I know, I, I wouldn't want to go there. You gotta be in the further and just wander around? No way. That was t- 
too much scary shit was there. <laughs> I'd rather just go where I need to be. I don't want to be lurking around there because all those people, first and in the second film, all the people that were in the further were just scary. I, I, I didn't like the ones that would sit there and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, they'd be smiling. Yeah, no. <laughs> just like you got to if you got to be in the further, you got to move all freaky. And yeah, I don't even I don't even know if there was any good people that were in the further because everybody seemed like they, they did something horrible. Yeah, because that one scene when um, when Josh goes in the further to get his son jumping to the end, uh, when he goes to get Dalton, he goes into that house. It's their house, right? The, the how the first house they were in. Oh, where, because, where he finds out a murder took place? Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, know. I, I hope they disclose <laughs> that when he bought the house. Yeah, because he goes into the, into the he goes into the living room. We see a mom. Was that the nun? The the lady that played the nun? That was the mom? Uh I know her name no. is Bonnie Aarons, and I do not see her in the cast list. I thought that was her. Um, whoever, because when, when he goes into the into the room, he sees uh, a mom. She's like ironing or something, and then sees a um, a dad sitting there reading the paper, and another daughter just sitting there on the couch, and they're looking all creepy. Then he kind of walks in to the other room. And he sees a, another girl standing there with a rifle. And then he kind of walks away. Then he hears a, a gunshot. Then he goes back into the living room. And we see um, <laughs> the the mom sitting on the couch with a bull. Holding the, all three of them are sitting on the couch with bulls in them. And I was like, okay, was there no explanation for this so See, I, I, what i would like to happen because they're supposed to they announced that they're doing a spinoff movie for insidious called uh threads in insidious tale i would like hmm. for it to be like these little stories like this to explain each yeah, I mean, I don't know that if that's that's kind of what I want. I would like for it to be like an anthology movie, so you get these little stories like this, and um, the well, when we get to the the second movie, uh, that that background of that that story. Oh, okay, yeah. But I mean, there was a, a lot of stuff that. Do. A lot of stuff that was unexplained <laughs> going on. Here. Well, the things that we saw on the screen, we didn't know. They they explained some of it, but they didn't explain all of it. So, because I want to know who this long-haired guy was that was trying to get the... I think he was just trying to get the baby because he wanted uh, life. Because they, they were saying that's what they do. They, they try to get you so they can basically body swap. So they can still be alive. Yeah, that'd be crazy if he body swapped with that baby. And then what do you do? You got to wait forever to do anything because you're a baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's better than the further. Yeah, I get to walk around in scary dark. But um, so all the I mean, all kinds of craziness is still going on in the house, but they're not really sure because uh, Renee goes 
she uh, the nurse comes over one day and she's kind of ch- checking on him, making sure everything the vitals are all good and everything. But then she um she hears or no she uh, she's checking him and she kind of moves the sheets and she sees uh, blood by his foot on the sheet. So she just what she's like, what the hell is this? So she kind of pulls the sheet out from under and it's a bloody handprint. So she's like, what the fuck? And this is the look she has on her face. And then we go back to um, uh, Josh, and he's at school, sitting in his desk asleep. <laughs> and, and so she kind of calls him, and what do you, where are you? He goes, I'm at work. What do you think? Grading papers. Yeah, so he comes home. She's sitting on the porch trying to, like, come on, where are you? You're not, you're not here. Um, I thought she was kind of thinking, uh, is there something going on or are you creeping somewhere? But she's, she, that's like far from her mind. She's just like, you're, you're here, but you're not here. And she goes, cause I'm scared. And he's like, well, I'm scared too. And he's, I'm scared for our son. And she's like, sh- she's not hearing what he's saying. He's just coming up with excuses because all, all the scary shit that's happened so far in this film is happening to her. She's seeing it all, and he's yeah. just—he's still. I think the most her. he saw was uh, someone knocking on the door and opened it. That was it. That was—I think that was all he had seen. But she's seeing way more because she is in the house. But she's starting to think it's the house, and we need to get out of here. But Patrick Wilson's kind of just, eh. All right, man. Whatever. So he—he's in trouble. So he's got to. He's sleeping on the couch tonight, but uh, he starts to uh, um, have dreams, and, and he doesn't know what it is. But it's stuff that when we get to it later on, um, the mom, she kind of wakes up screaming because we see something. We see uh, Dalton laying there, then we see a window behind him, and we see these handprints on it. So she doesn't she doesn't know what the hell's happening. So she kind of has a nightmare, and she... She wakes up, but when she wakes up off to the side of her out the window, we see some this part freaked me out the first time we see somebody walking back and forth. I assume there's a balcony outside uh, her bedroom window. And she doesn't the audience sees whoever it is walk by a few times and then she finally notices it. And then she kind of glances over there. and She's looking and whoever this person is, is walking around back and forth. It was a good effect. Because he walks by, we clearly see that he's outside, but he, when he walks by again, he is in the house. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, ah, she starts flipping out. And it's the, uh, the, long, the long-haired guy that she saw earlier uh, in, her, in her daughter's room. So she starts screaming, and Josh goes running upstairs uh, to see what's happening. See, I like what he does. He at least turns the lights on when he's running into, into rooms, not just running in the dark like most of the movies are <laughs> nobody turns the lights on <laughs> so she's trying to explain to him i saw there was somebody in the room there was somebody out there and he's like well there's there's nobody here i mean i don't i don't know what to tell you but she's like just begging please believe me believe me and he's like there's nothing here and do you think whatever they did to him when he was a kid just made him not give a fuck anymore? Because that's what it seems. We'll get to that later on. But I'm asking. Yeah, we- I think because he really 
I mean, th- throughout the, the, the movie, the, our whole time seeing him, he just seems to be kind of out of it and not, not wanting to deal with anything. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he gets spooked out when he's around when something happens, but he's not around for majority of the stuff going wild before yeah. he, I assume he just took vacation uh, so, from his work. So, so I, I, I think you might be onto something. I think because of what was done to him in the past, I think that part of him that wants to believe it's being like, uh, what's the word? Suppressed. Yeah. Cause he just doesn't, he just doesn't seem to care. And I, I think that's probably why, uh, what they did to him. We'll get to that in a minute. So she, she's like, it's this house. We need to get out of it. And he's kind of like, all right, all right, we'll, we'll get out of here. So I don't know how long after this, I assume this was maybe weeks cause they ended up, uh, moving out of that big house into uh, a much little smaller house. I don't know where this is all taking place. I assume somewhere in the L.A. area. So, but Josh's mom comes over. She's helping him out. Barbara Hershey, uh, she's just trying to do her thing. And Josh is still at school or uh, still at work. Um, Renee's trying to talk to uh, her mom. Uh, what was her name? Lorraine. And she's just kind of, eh. She ain't, she ain't really having it, but she's just like, all right, whatever. It's just maybe stress from uh, their son the one in his condition. But um, this part creeped me out. I, I caught it the first time, though, <laughs> when uh, she's walk, she's kind of cleaning the house and she's walking through. She walks through the uh, laundry room and sees that little. Oh, she doesn't see it, but the audience sees it. Um, I caught it the first time and I went. <gasps> And I remember somebody went, what? <laughs> and uh, they're like thinking the road behind me. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure because y- you can't rewind it. Um, but it was a little kid with a hat on, like an old uh, kid from the 20s or whatever. And he's he was facing the wall. I don't know how she didn't see it because she's what? maybe four feet away and yeah. I'm pretty sure you could see if there was somebody standing there. Uh, not, <laughs> not spoiling anything, but in the new one, there there are those moments that you got to look for. Okay. Because <laughs> there was one moment where somebody in my in my audience caught it and all you heard was, man, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She she's got a record playing. I I don't know what it is, but then she kind of goes outside to take the garbage out, but then the music changes, and it's Tiny Tim's tiptoe through the tulips. Whoever picked that song picked a good song because that shit was scary. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Tiny Tim. But I, I I've only know, known of him because of uh, I listened to Howard Stern back in the day and Tiny Tim was always on the show and yeah they made fun of him and everything and he would sing his songs and um, I didn't know the gentleman but he was weird <laughs> I think the weirdest thing that he had said when he was on Howard Stern is when he uh, brushes his teeth he uh, gets toothpaste and Crest was his brand. And he smears it all over his teeth. 
and then lets it dry before he brushes it off. And I was thinking, how fucking long do you have to keep toothpaste on your teeth for it to dry? To get your teeth dry, you would have to have your mouth stay open, right? Yeah, I mean, if you guys don't know who Tiny Tim is, he he did have he had a big mouth and a big uh, set of choppers. So, but yeah, you gotta keep your mouth open. I I don't think I could do that unless he had like a blow dryer or something. I, I don't know, but that was that that was the story he said. He he was a uh, he he was he was something else. Uh, rest in peace, Tiny Tim. But anyway, so. When I'm when I'm sitting there watching it the first time, and and when I heard that song, it just fucking made the goosebumps on my arms and just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Because when she drops the uh, the garbage off, she's uh, looking through the windows, and she sees the the little kid standing by the record player dancing. To, to scary ass song and she's like what the fuck she walks over and looks and sees him standing there and then she goes running in the house and then she kind of from one window she runs to the next window and he's not there anymore so she runs back into the house and she's looking around the camera's going all over the place she uh, goes through there's a like the a door that goes into the kitchen it kind of just closes uh, by itself, so she walks over to check out to see what it is, and then when she goes over to the door, that little kid runs by, and she's and he's laughing, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" This part creeped me out too. She's looking down the hall, and at the very end of the hallway, I didn't see it. Uh, I the first time, um, she's looking at uh, one of those big, tall grandfather clocks or whatever. And she's looking at it, she doesn't see it. And if you're not if you don't look close enough, uh, you can't see it either. But she's looking down the hall, and then that little kid was standing in front of the clock and then runs it into the room. I don't know about you, everyone, but if I saw some little kid running in my house, I go grab my baby and run out of the house. <laughs> so what? Oh man, F all that. Because she starts uh, looking around, she goes into the to the boys' room, and uh, she's looking around. She she doesn't see anything in there. She goes into another room, and the uh, rocking horse is rocking. So she kind of just goes and looks, and then and it stops. And then she goes. Um, she hears the kid laughing, so she walks into another room, and there's like a uh, it's a Dalton's room. She's looking around in there, and there's like a, um, I don't know, a wardrobe or whatever. It's got the big doors on the top, and on the bottom is like a little curtain. And she sees little shoes sticking out of the bottom. So she walks over there to see what it is, and she kind of moves the little curtain, and it's just somebody's shoes. But when she does that, the, the, door, the doors for the wardrobe open up, and that little kid jumps out laughing, looks all creepy, and runs out of the room. I I would have pushed my son's bed right out the door <laughs> or picked him <laughs> up or something and grabbed my baby and left. <laughs> so Yeah, she should have been calling Josh to tell him to explain that. We moved houses. Shit's still yeah. going on. <laughs> so he he's just like she's she's lost it. 
So she's like, fuck. So he, Josh comes home and Renee is sitting there on the couch with a, a priest and he's just kind of letting her know what's, uh, what's going on. I assume he just couldn't find anything, but, uh, Josh's mom is there. Barbara Hershey, she's there. So they're just trying to, trying to figure out what, what is happening. And Josh is still not believing what's going on. And she, Renee is like, come on, this it's happening again. He's like, well, you should, you made us move that other house. We're in a new house. And she's like, no, nah, it's, 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 it's happening still. So Josh is just sitting there like, man, whatever. Until his mom kind of chimes in and says, uh, yeah, this is, uh, what's happening is real. And it's happened uh, before because she says, I've, I've seen it myself. So she starts to kind of explain, tell him a story that or she had a dream that some bad shit was going on and it was taking place uh, in the house. Because she, she's, they, then we see her walking around and she's starting to see things as well. I assume this is the, the mom's uh, daydream. So she's not sure what so, it is because she's. So did the ahead. mom have some, some type of ability? Um, Maybe I'm I'm not really sure because I for me I just kind of figured it, it was a dream because when she goes she's telling him she goes I walk into this room into Dalton's room she sees Dalton laying there and then she sees something standing in the corner and it's um this is what I called him he looked like Darth Maul mm. he was standing there in the corner with she said he had long nails and then she asked him like well, what do you want. And then we see this figure just point, you know, and this creaking points at Dalton. And then she's just kind of just flipping out like, oh, fuck. She doesn't know what's going on. So Renee's sitting there scared out of her mind listening to this story. Uh, the mom is looking down, telling the story. And uh, Josh is just sitting there like he he doesn't he doesn't believe any of this shit. And then she's just kind of just saying that. Yeah, she goes, I can't tell. Uh, she said she can still hear the voice and she hears creaking and she looks up at Josh and that demon, uh, the Darth Maul guy is right behind him. Um, I remember the first time I saw this and the gals that were in the theater just, I just screamed out loud. I probably would have jumped if I was the only one in there, but them screaming made me jump. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess it's called the lipstick face demon. All right. <laughs> played by uh, Joseph Bush, Bushera. He, he looked like Darth Maul. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she sees the demon and just flips out. When uh, I went and went and seen this the second time with my wife and my daughter, I knew it was coming. I was just kind of sitting there and I was looking at them and both of them, they didn't scream. They they don't scream anyway. My wife will every now and then, but both of them jumped every, <laughs> really hard. I just started laughing. But so after she sees that demon and, and she like flips out and the mom's, ah, she's, she's starting to just doesn't know what to do because she screams and jumps up and all of a sudden they start hearing uh, banging going on 
uh, like just like something's getting wrecked. So they all go running over to Dalton's room and they can't get in there because the door is locked or whatever. So they're just trying to open it. And then he just he just breaks the door down. And when he goes into the room, it's like the room is excuse me. The room is thrashed. And Dalton is laying on the floor. So, because it, it just like everything was shredded, we do see some red, uh, bloody handprints uh, on the sheets, and the sheets are all shredded up, and they don't know what's happening. So, um, Renee is like just begging, like, please, please, can we, can we do something? And then um, Josh's mom, Lorraine, she kind of like, um, I know someone we can call. So this is when we bring in um, Specs and Tucker. I think these guys, these these two guys are awesome. Every every scene they were in, they would just steal the scene. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> so, let's get a spinoff movie of them. Yeah, they show up with all their Ghostbuster gadgets, and they did today explain to her, yeah, we're the we're the preteen. We come in and check everything out to make sure before. We call in uh, the big guns, so they start walking around with all the little the little gears and the little gadgets and gizmos, checking out. Uh, I think they were looking for like electrical current and static and stuff because every yeah. time they were getting readings and stuff. And uh, the Tucker, uh, he had um, a little thing he made, and it looked like a um, uh, of uh, one of those things, Viewmasters. Mm-hmm. For those of you, you guys who remember those. He's walking around and it's got different um, different colors. So when he's uh, looking around down the hall, he's flipping around one, and because he kind of got a reading on one of his things, but then when he starts flipping the the view viewmaster to see, he gets to kind of a, a white color, and there's these two ladies standing in the hallway. Like peeking around the corner in, in white dresses, they he sees them really quick, and then they then they smile, and he ah, he flips out and runs into the other room and goes, "All right, man, we need to call her." So they don't. He doesn't really say what he sees. He just knows that something's in this house, and we need to get uh, Elise there. And this is when we're introduced to to Lynn Shay's character. Basically, what was the little gal's name in Poltergeist? Um, uh, fuck. Picture uh, her. Someone's yelling it. Tangina. Yeah, so basically her. I assume Elise is a, a medium. Because she's the one. <laughs> so she kind of she shows up and lets them know. Uh, what's going on and she's telling him she starts to kind of walk through the house and feel uh, what's going on uh, in the house because she she does start to see things but they go into uh, Dalton's room and she has specs and she tells him bring your um, bring your sketchbook so they're kind of like well what are they doing and Tucker's telling look she's gonna be talking to him and he's gonna be drawing uh, what she's seeing this was cool, the setup right here. Yeah, she's standing there. She kind of goes over to Dalton and just kind of gives him a pat and saying he's going to be all right. But then she slowly starts to look up 
And then she starts like whispering and saying things. I had to put the um, the subtitles on because she was she was kind of just uh, mumbling. But then it, it does say what she was saying, and he's he's trying to he's drawing as fast as he can, and she's describing long fingernails, red blood red face, black arms, black legs, and he's just scribbling, scribbling, trying to draw everything, and she's looking up uh, into the corner, and everyone that he leads are um josh and renee are just like especially renee she's just flipping out josh is kind of just sitting there like is this shit real he's not buying it so she's because when lisa is looking up into the onto the ceiling it's it's like pitch black they don't know what it is <laughs> but uh specs is just like drawing like it's uh, his last, like this is his last thing he's gonna do on earth. He's drawing hella fast. Renee runs over to him and checks and, and looks at the uh, drawing, and it's that demon with, with the red face. And then she goes, runs, and turns the lights on, and they look up at the ceiling, and, and nothing's there. So Elise, she knows what's happening, and then she's just kind of telling them that, like, look, um. This is what's happening. It's not your house. It's it's your son. And something is after him. And he's fine. He his his body's fine, but he's his soul, I guess his soul isn't isn't here. She goes, It's some it's someplace else that she likes to call the further. Yeah, he, he traveled way beyond dreams and went to the further. He traveled. Basically, he he ended up traveling further than he's ever traveled before. Yeah, because she was telling she was telling him all that. Renee's sitting there believing every word of it, and Josh is just sitting there like, what? "Yeah, this fucking guy, Josh." This is. I mean, I I would have if I was skeptical, I probably would have been more on board when my comatose son's room was ransacked and destroyed with no explanation. But this guy's yeah. still like, come on, you guys are, this is a scam. I, they would have had me with the door. Yeah. And the door opening. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how, like, how, how could it be a scam? Your, your mom's in on the scam, too? Yeah. But again, it go, to me, I mean, this, I just came up with this uh, right before as we were yeah. talking about it. I think it was because what they did to Josh when he was a kid. That made him not care. <laughs> yeah, just uh, outright refusing to believe anything that has to do with this. Yeah, because um, so yeah, Elise is telling them what's happening, but then Josh is like, you know what, this is bullshit. Get out of my house, and I don't want nothing to do with you guys. And he's just telling, telling his wife like, look, he's he's all right. He's he's gonna wake up. So let's just. Let's just leave it at that. This is all bullshit. I, I don't know what to tell you. And she's just like not having it. And she kind of flips out and starts crying. But uh, Elise and then the gang just kind of like, all right, hey, well, sorry to, to bother you, but um, we're out of here. So they kind of pack up all their shit and they end up rolling out. This part was sad. It, it kind of got me watching it this time. He's... um sitting there up with Dalton in his room and he's kind of telling him just like come on man come on buddy I know you hear me just just wake up you got to show me that, that you're okay and when he's talking um 
he's got uh, Josh likes to or um, Dalton likes to draw, so he had all these pictures on the wall behind him, and one of them falls off, and then he turns. Uh, Josh turns around to look, and he sees uh, the pictures on the wall, and the one that fell onto the desk was uh, uh, the picture of that red demon. Because he sees him with the red face and it's all black around it. And then he kind of looks up at the other pictures. And he's as a picture of a, a red door. And then he sees another drawing of a... It looks like just a circle with eyes and there's a horse. And then he sees this picture that he drew of his of his, of his his whole family. And then he looks at another one. And it's, it's a picture of John, or Dalton sleeping. It says, last night I watched myself sleep. And then the next picture over it says, and then I flew away. And then it's a picture of Dalton with a, uh, a red cape on and he's flying around uh, in the night sky. And I think at this point, Josh was able to realize that something is happening. Something He, he started to believe by looking at his son's pictures. Yeah, and I'm like. What a- this would have pissed me off if he still was like, nah, this is a coincidence. It got me to, cause I was like, okay, did you guys not, somebody had to put these pictures on the wall and it had to have been most likely, uh, Renee. Did when she looked at the picture that specs drew, did she not like, Hey, I've seen this before. And run into her son's room, or no? They were in their son's room. She could have. Well, hey, that's that's this on the wall. <laughs> she could have. She could have, you know, been just. I I don't know if the grieving is the right word, or just. You know, in her in her feelings about what's what the situation with her son, so she could have been just hanging pictures up, not really looking at them. Yeah, it's probably that, but. She comes walking in and Josh looks over at her and just like, okay, bring it on. And then the next scene we get over, we see Lynn Shea kind of explaining to them uh, what they're doing. And Specs and Tucker are bringing in all their gizmos and gadgets and cameras and everything, basically telling them that we're going to have all these set up all over the house. And they're basically going to be doing flash, uh, taking pictures, video, as well as it's going to kind of, it's like they're, the Ghostbusters sensor stuff. But she's telling she's telling them that look, this is this is what I'm gonna do. We need to go in there and look for him. So she kind of gets into a trance and everything, turns off all the lights and everything, and she's gonna get uh into um her little trance mode because then she puts this like gas mask looking thing on. And it's got like a hose and it goes over to Specs and he's got these headphones on and it goes into uh, his ears. And he's, she said that, or no, Specs told him, he goes, I'm going to tell you everything that she's saying. Because she starts, uh, we can't really hear her. She's has that mask on and it's kind of like mumbly, but then Specs is just telling her. Uh, telling everybody in the room that uh, what's going on and what she's saying. Basically, just she went into the further and she's looking. Uh, I don't know if she went into the further, but she's like talking like she's um, in a trance in the further. I, I, I don't know, but and they're all sitting around. They're not really 
Josh is kind of still like, I don't believe this, but I kind of do. Uh, Renee's fully on board. Tucker's in the background kind of doing his own thing. But this part was kind of creepy, though, of her just talking to whoever. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't believe it or you don't believe it that those, uh, what are they called? Psychics or whatever. The do type of this type of stuff. She, I think Lynn Shay's character is a medium. And that's why she's able to go in and uh, talk to the other side and everything. So that's what was uh, going on. She was trying to just talk to, to Dalton. And he, he she was telling him that, uh, follow my voice uh, if you can hear me. And. It was it was just a lot of a lot of that type of stuff, and then all of a sudden, all the um, the lights and everything start flickering and flashing around, and Specs is still writing down everything that she said. But then it gets to a point where she's that they're asking him like, "Well, what do you want?" And he just starts writing like super fast and like just something to the nature of just don't let this bitch get you and we're after the horror or whatever. Just, he's just writing all kinds of stuff down. And, and cause what all the stuff that she's saying, and then she's, I assume it's uh Dalton talking. Cause he's like, mommy, mommy, help me, help me. And he's just writing it over and over and over. And it's just getting more exciting or uh, faster and faster. And then she's just kind of flipping out and doesn't really know uh, what's happening. And then um, I assume whatever spirit that was in there talking to her is starting to to talk through Elise because she's saying all kinds of ill shit and he's writing it down. All this talking about eat uh, eat your soul and, and shit like that. So and again, while all this is going on, lights are just flashing and flashing and flashing. And then all of a sudden they start screaming and she kind of just. Uh, throws her head back in this gas mask. So they're kind of trying to figure out what's happening. Lynn Shay, Elise is starting to see things because they're getting quick. While these flashes are going on on the screen, we start to see uh, images of things. And then at one point, Dalton, you hear his um, his little heart monitor from mm-hmm. on that's on his bed. The you see if you hear beeping and it's going faster and faster and faster. Then all of a sudden they're like flat lines, and Dalton is standing there, right in the middle of uh, next to um, uh, Specs and uh, his dad, and then they just scream ah! But then Dalton's he sits standing there with his eyes closed, and then he just slams his hand, uh, his palm onto the table. And everybody goes whoosh, flying back, and he starts throwing things around the room. He's he's all doing this with his eyes closed, and the flashes are still going all over the place, and they don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, a door opens up in there, like a closet. We see that little boy that was running around the house earlier, and then there's two ladies standing there. Dalton, Dalton starts swatting uh, specks, and he goes flying across the room. Uh, that one dude with the long hair, he shows up and he starts walking towards Renee and starts grabbing her and they're, ah, and Josh is fighting him. Um, Elise is, she grabbed Dalton and she's telling him like, wake up or whatever. And that one dude with the long hair is licking 
uh, Renee in the face. <laughs> yeah, I, I so want to know what his story is because he's kind of all over the place in this movie. Yeah, I want to know who he was. What, 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 what was the meaning of his character in this, other than just being some scary, scary ghost that popped up? Yeah. I mean, all hell was breaking loose in this room, and then all of a sudden the lights come on. Yeah, and she's just like, "All right." There uh, was a Dalton kind of just falls to the ground. Uh, they're just checking him, make sure he's still breathing, and he's uh, he's still he's still alive. So they start looking at all the the camera footage of the stuff that was in there, and they're saying they're they're not really they're not getting anything on all those cameras they set up. But Tucker has a little uh, little handy cam that he was filming stuff, and then he's showing specs and just telling them like, "Well, what do you see?" So he said, "He goes, look, man, because I'm doing this frame by frame, and uh, he freezes it on one frame. It's Dalton standing in the middle of the room when he was swatting and throwing everybody all over the room, because he's standing there with his eyes closed. But on on the video, when he freezes it." We notice it's that that what they call the demon lipstick demon lipstick face demon. We see him. It's all blurry. He's standing behind him and he's holding Josh's arms. So basically, he was controlling him. He's um, a like a puppet. Yeah. So he was throwing him around, and we do see because um, the Dalton does kind of explain to him what 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 is he he what he looks like. Um. Because he said that he had uh, uh, hooves for feet, and we see that his feet are he's got like black hairy legs, and he's got hoofs. So they're still trying to figure out what what's happening here, what's going on, why is this happening? But then um, Lynn Shay is kind of like tunnel. Look, look. Um, well, she figured out that. They they want Dalton because he can astral project, and that's what the spirits want so they can get into him to be alive again. But uh, Josh's mom shows up. She wasn't there for all this. She kind of shows up and then she's kind of telling him like, look, uh, I think I know why this is going on because she had been through this situation before. And this is when she tells him this telling Josh, the story of this happened to you mm-hmm. when you were little. And you were able to astral project and everything. Um, that story we see in the in the beginning of the second film. We see all of uh, when Elise, a uh, younger Elise, shows up. I don't know who the actress was, but she had Lynn Shay's voice. And she was explaining to because uh, some scary shit that was happening uh, to Josh. Because she was telling him that, yeah, he was starting to... Um, uh, pretty much do the same thing Dalton was doing and something was bothering him. And then she didn't really know what it was until um, she was taking pictures and she started, she started to show him the pictures. She goes, I thought it was just uh, the image messed up on the, on the, on the picture first. But as she's flipping through, the, as he's flipping through the pictures, he sees there's, a, there's this lady, this old lady standing in the background we can, as audience, we can see it, and it's all nice and clear. Yeah. But because she was like, "Well, I just thought it was, I don't know, something in the lens," 
But as the pictures go on and on, they just get bigger. And she's saying, he goes, yeah, as, as we started taking pictures, it was getting closer and closer. Yeah, so we see the take, picture of this lady. One picture, she was like reaching for him. Yeah, I think that was the one. Excuse me, was the closest. Because there was one of the picture of he's sitting there holding his dog and uh, leaning into the front of his car. And we see that old lady sitting in the car. And the next one we see he's standing there after baseball practice. And there's an old lady by the tree. There's a picture of him and his mom. Uh, and there's a glass door behind him. And that old lady is standing behind him. It's the lady in, in a black dress. And there's pictures. I mean, I if I would have seen these pictures, I would have flipped out, <laughs> first, <laughs> first of all. But uh, this is the first time Josh has seen it, and she's telling him, she's like, yeah, it was it was just getting closer and closer to you. And then Renee kind of asked her, do you remember any of this? He was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't remember any of this. So they're kind of like, well, what we did, we, we did something to you so you would forget this because I guess she said that was the only reason they did it. Uh, basically put him and hypnotized him when yeah, he was a little and, kid. And there, I don't know if it was the first movie or the second movie, but there was a drop line about how he never took pictures ever again after that because I guess there was a picture of him older and Barbara Hershey's character um, what was her name? Lorraine? Uh, Lorraine. Yeah, kind of said I, I I couldn't I can't believe you got him to stay still for a picture. That that was in in the first film. When she oh, said okay, that. yeah. So they they just you know did the hypnosis and just stopped taking pictures of him after that. Yeah, because she said that they did that because they were just trying to make him forget. That's why they never she she never showed him those pictures. But uh, Lin Shay or um, Elise was telling him, like, look, um, your son can do this because he got it from you. You can do it, too. And he's kind of like, I don't I don't remember how or how I did it or if I did it. And they goes, because what we basically we put you in a trance when you were a kid and you basically forgot everything. That's why he doesn't remember. And that's why I wasn't bothering him anymore. But since he passed it over to Dalton, he was able to do it. He was able to astral project. and But he didn't know. He just thought it was something cool until he got stuck in the further. So what they told him was, all right, this is what you're going to do. You need to do it again. I mean, he's kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I can. So she's kind of just kind of putting him uh, in a trance to let him know that, all right, just listen to my voice and, and all this. So he's just... Sitting there, all right, whatever. He closes his eyes and he's breathing. But then he he's, he kind of just gets up because she's saying some stuff to him, basically listen to my voice, and they got a metronome going. So he's like, ah, eh, this isn't working. And then he gets up and he walks over to one corner of the room and when he turns around, he sees himself sitting there in the chair. So I think at this point, he kind of realized, all right, this shit is real. Yeah, like he, we we got all the way to this point. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> After he sees himself sitting there, and then Lin Shay is still talking to him, telling him, "All right, you're you need to go into the further and uh, just listen to the sound of my voice and everything." So he, uh, everything's all dark. He goes outside and he's got a lantern, and this is when he starts walking around 
trying to find his son. And uh, this is when he goes to to their house, the first house. And this is the scene when he goes and finds that family in there, and, and then they end up getting killed. And then he uh, he walks around, and he's still looking around, and he goes, does he go into the red door? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he does. Because he's when he's walking around, he sees the red door, and then we has he has a flashback, uh, and it shows the picture uh, that his son drew on the wall. So he walks over to the door, and then he goes in. Uh, the one long-haired guy pops up again, and he starts fighting him for a minute, and then he kind of just beats him up. While he's uh, fighting him in the further, his his body in our world is sitting there, and he's just starting to shake, and Renee's starting to flip out, like, what what's happening? And at least just like they don't know what's happening, but they're like just basically let it ride out. <laughs> he'll he'll be all right. But um um Renee is just trying to just hold on to him and she's talking like what's going on. And back in the further, uh Josh is fighting that uh Indian guy. That's what we're gonna say. <laughs> he's fighting that Indian guy, native guy, for the for those of you that can get mad. Anyway. Um <laughs> So he ends up beating the hell out of him. He like just because he least tells him, he's like, look, you're stronger than him. You can defeat him. So he just run and pushes him with both hands and he goes flying into the dark. <clears throat> so he goes into the door and he's looking around and he sees a, a horse that's walking around in there. And then he goes back to the picture that's on his son's wall and he goes into like this big room and he sees uh, his son sitting there. And then he, he, his son is chained up to the floor and he's talking, he's telling him like, all right, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I'm here to help you. And he's kind of like, we got to be quiet. And he goes, what? And he goes, or he's going to see. And then he kind of points and then we, the camera kind of spins around and it goes up and we see that uh, red faced demon. He's upstairs listening to Tiny Tim and. Sharpening, sharpening his, his claws. I, I want to. I want to know his backstory. Yeah. Who Who is this, and why is he? Uh, why is Tiny Tim your song? Yeah, I know he's after this kid, but why? I mean, and why does he look this way? I don't know. Maybe they'll explain it later or something else. But he's tell Josh is telling him, "Look, man, we're we're gonna get out of here." So he kind of gets him out of the. Um, out of his chains, but then he kind of his, he's telling his dad like, "Oh no, look!" And he turns around, and that demon is standing there looking at them with his little uh, dragon tongue or whatever sticking out. So Josh kind of is looking around up at him, and he sees him, and that demon is looking down at him. And then all of a sudden, he turns around. The demon's right next to him, and then ah, they start fighting because he like roars or whatever, and Josh goes flying across the room. So he's fighting with him for a while, and then back in the real real world, he's just kind of shuffling around in his seat. Uh, he ends up picking up his son, Dalton, and then they go running out of that red room. And he goes out through the red door back into to the further. I don't – do they explain – don't – do they explain what the red door is in the, the new one? I'm not going to say. All right. Well, anyway, so he leaves the red door and he goes back into the further. Um, and they, they basically told him, look, you need to find your way back 
to the house where you're at, where your body's at. So while him and his son, he's carrying his son and uh, Dalton's holding the lantern and they're just running through all these scary people <laughs> with all these dead, I assume they're just dead souls that are hanging out in the further. And uh, back in the in the real world, everything is just shaking and, and everything is falling apart in their house and they're not really sure on what's happening. And so... Dalton and uh, his dad are still running around. Uh, the, all the power goes out uh, at the house. So Tucker and Specs break out these big giant flashlight things and they're walking around the house looking to see uh, just what's going on in there. I don't know. I wouldn't be, first of all, I wouldn't be walking around by myself. I mean, someone needs to come with me if I'm going to investigate uh, things. <laughs> so. Specs walks into the kitchen, it looks like, and he's goes there's a, a drawer open and he walks over to it like he's gonna shut it. But then his hand comes out of it and grabs him. I would have flipped out right there. And, ah! I would have just slammed that did that drawer. <laughs> but he, he he goes falling out of the room and uh Ren- Renee's still in the living room and Specs is like, There's something in there, and he doesn't know what it is. But uh, Elise is still like, go check on Dalton because he's upstairs uh, laying in his bed. So Spex and uh, his grandma or uh, Lorraine, they go running upstairs. Uh, Tucker's with them. But then when they go in there, they look at uh, Dalton and he is sitting. He's laying in the bed, but he's like starting to move. Uh, Tucker is kind of looking around in other rooms and he sees something and he starts screaming. So he goes running into the other room and because he hears uh, stuff on the um, the baby monitor because it, it, it's starting to say all kinds of like static things. Elise is looking around. She doesn't know what's happening. Tucker runs and get a big, he gets a bigger flashlight and he's running around the house. Uh, Specs and grandma are still upstairs uh, with Dalton and they're just, Elise was telling them that they're the, um, the spirits are trying to cross over because they know that, that you're here. So this is this is when all hell breaking loose in the house because there's like dead people everywhere. And Tucker's just there was some in a closet. Tucker's trying to just, I don't know, fight them off or, or whatever. <laughs> but all of a sudden we see um, uh, Josh and uh, Dalton come running up to the house. They're trying to go through the front door, but the door's locked. So they go running around the back. Uh, back in the house, uh, Elise is screaming, Josh, Josh, come back. And all these dead people are, are just coming out of the woodwork. Uh, Josh and uh, Dalton finally get into the house. But then uh, he tells Dalton to go to go upstairs. So Dalton's running around, looking around. Uh, and he starts to see. The, well, he hears something, and it scares him. And it's the, um, the red-faced demon. And he goes running into another room to hide. And uh, it, this part was creepy, too, because when Dalton goes running down the hall, it, that demon comes running after him and it's crawling on the wall. But then when uh, Josh is looking around, he confronts the the old lady that was scaring him when he was a kid. He's looking at uh, through a mirror or a window and he's telling her that you don't scare me anymore. Get away from me. Go away. Go back to hell. And he's just yelling at her. Leave me alone. 
And then uh, we go back into the room. Uh, Renee's still trying to wake up Josh and Tucker's on the couch, scared, holding that big flashlight. All these people are just coming in. Uh, Josh is still yelling at that old lady, and she starts to just fade away uh, into the background. And then all of a sudden, Josh just wakes up because he's just like, leave me alone to that old lady. And then Josh <gasps> who wakes up for a gasp of breath, and, and he's awake. And then we go back up into the room, and Tucker, or not Tucker, um, Dalton, he goes running into his room, and he sees himself uh, laying on on the bed. And then all of a sudden, he starts to move. So Tucker jumped into her, uh, Tucker. Dalton jumped back into his body, and he starts to wake up. So both of them are starting to wake up now, and all all the little creepy things that were in the house are starting to disappear. So everyone's like, oh, okay, they're all happy. They all end up going back downstairs uh, and everything. And they're just, the, these guys start packing up all their gear, talking about that they're going to do this and that, and they're going to be famous with all their photos. But uh, Elise is in the room talking to Josh, and he's looking at the pictures. And then he's he's just starting to uh, say things. And then he hands uh, Elise the pictures, and she like looks at him, but then she looks away, or she really starts to look at him like real, like she sees something. And he's like, what, what, what? And she's like, nothing. So she reaches down to her bag and gets a camera. And Josh is still standing there. Uh, looks like he's helping him pack up stuff. And she snaps a picture. And Josh just loses it. Like, wow, why did you do that? And he goes, you, why did you do that? You know how it makes me feel. And ah, why did you take my picture? Why? And then he rushes her and grabs her and just chokes her to death. You thought, Everyone's in the strange? other room. Yeah, I was about to ask you, did you think it was strange nobody hears none of this? I mean, I know Dalton's in there eating spaghetti with two hands because he hasn't eaten regular food in months. But you'd think they would have heard this commotion going on. Yeah, I mean, she had to have been struggling, at least. And she's like, ah, um, Denise, Denise. Um, Renee comes walking into the room and she sees Elise sitting there and she's just looking up and her mouth is open, her eyes open. And she goes running down looking for Josh. She doesn't know where he's at because she's like, Josh, Josh. She's just running around the house looking for him. I don't know why nobody turned the lights on. I assume the power was out. So she goes back over to Elise and she's looking at her and she's just kind of like, oh, fuck, man, what happened here? She doesn't know. She walks over and she looks at the uh, little camera that's on the floor and she looks at the picture uh, on the little viewfinder on the screen. And then we do a, a, a flashback really quick. Um, when Elise reaches for the pictures from Josh, uh, she sees an old hand handing him the pictures. So that's when she looks at him and then looks up. That's when she gets the camera and takes a picture. And when it flashes, it's the old lady in uh, in black, the one that was scaring uh, Josh. And then she kind of she sees that and she flips out. And 
Renee's like, oh, fuck. And then we, Josh is like, Renee. And she goes, I'm right here. And she turns around, gasps, and insidious. That's the end of this first film. <laughs> so what? Close your eyes. On Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. There's somebody in this house. Who are you? Don't move. Don't run. Don't breathe. There's someone standing in front of you. When Josh went into that other world, something else came back. Please don't make me do it. Get out of my head! Insidious Chapter 2, PG-13, opens Friday the 13th. Uh, awesome, awesome film, but you had to see, watch it the way I did, right in order. I mean, right after another, because I, mm-hmm. I did, I did watch the first one again before I went and seen the second one, and then so I was like, okay, so I was ready because the first one starts off. The, the next one, the second one, um, really quick. Uh, what does it say here? Soon after their showdown with evil spirits that possess their son, the Lamberts, uh, Renee and Josh, are ready to ready for their lives to return to normal. However, something's still seriously off, especially with Josh, who, unbeknown to Renee, is possessed too. In the order to free Josh's soul and finally defeat the mel, mel, uh, mel-violent forces around them, uh, Lorraine Lambert and her ghost-hunting friends investigate the past to save her family's uh, future. Uh, again, directed by James Wan and uh, Lee Winnell uh, wrote the story. And uh, so th- how this one starts, uh, it's a flashback to young, young Lorraine and young uh, Elise and uh, Elise's friend, Carl. And this is when she's like, she brought Elise in. Well, I think she brought Carl and then brought Elise along. And they were telling them, that, yeah, there's something going, something wrong with my son. So can you guys help him? So that's when she, uh, Lorraine shows them the pictures that we saw in the first film of uh of josh when he's little in the the creepy old lady uh in the background and she's telling him that yeah something's something's bothering bothering him we don't really know what so what they do is they set up a video camera and they're they're talking to him and he's just like i'm just gonna answer some ask you some questions there's no wrong answers and she basically just starts talking to him to to young josh uh, and his mom is sitting right there listening to everything. And uh, they're just, Elise is going to like, all right, I'm going to, um, this is when they put him in that trance, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. yeah. Cause she told him, I, she told her, uh, Elise told um, Lorraine, look, I'm going to do what I can to help you help your son forget everything. Because at this time, I don't think they knew that he could uh, astral project. Because she didn't, she didn't really find that out until. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. She did yeah. know he could. That's yeah, why. Because she said, because yeah, Lin Shea was the one that told him, um, Renee, that he was able to do it when he was yeah, a kid for, for his own safety. Yeah, so, so that's when this is when they put him uh, in the trance to just forget everything 
So when they're when they're doing this and they're talking and he he's still under under a trance. He um, the Elise and Lorraine or yeah Lorraine kind of go off into another room and they're talking and just telling them like yeah this is uh, this is what's happening, but then they hear um, Dalton say some stuff like oh here I'll show you, but he's still like under the trance. Because uh, Elise is walking around the house looking to see what she can find in it. And that guy, Carl, he's downstairs in the room with um, with Dalton, with <laughs> Josh uh, and his mom. Elise hears something. Uh, she goes up into his room and then she hears something in, in the closet. So she kind of walks over there to see uh, what it is. And then when she opens up, she starts moving uh shirts and everything around um josh or no, josh adult uh, yeah josh <laughs> jo- josh is talking <laughs> to, uh, while he's still in a trance telling like yeah leave me alone and and get out of here uh at this time we don't know who he's talking to we just assumed he was talking to spirits elise is still looking around she kind of sticks her arm into the cl- into this dark closet and then something scratches her and then she comes running downstairs. Um, Lorraine's like, well, what is it? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, I saw what was haunting him. It's some kind of parasite and um, some malignant uh, presence. And she's telling him, well, well, what is it? And she goes, I don't I don't know what it is, but we know your son's got this this, uh, this capability to, to do what he do. So we're going to basically we need to stop it here and make sure that he doesn't uh remember any of this so that's why they uh put him in that trance because he said it was going to help him uh stop it and she goes that this is this is the only way we're basically they're going to suppress all his memories so he doesn't know what's going on and while they're telling him all this this is when he kind of stands up and says i'll show you and then he walks into the next room and uh points down the hall and they follow him but they don't know what he's looking at he just points uh, down the hall, and they're looking, and he's oh, he's standing there with his eyes closed, so he's still in a trance. And then this door opens that down the hall. It's creaking, and they don't know what the hell it is. It just like it's opening uh, a closet. So they grab him, they put him back into the into his chair, and camera. Did they wake him up? Um. I don't think I don't think they woke him up. I think they just said like you, you do do what you need to do to help him forget all this, and then this is when when the movie starts. Yeah. So then we go back. What were you gonna say? No, I was agreeing with you. Um, we go we go to uh, a police station, and uh, Renee is talking to uh, that one guy that worked at Eastside High. That what the hell is that guy's name? He's in. He's one of those that guys. He's in everything. You know what I'm talking about? Um, where the hell? He was uh, the football coach that they made him be. Uh, no, I think he was oh. like a math teacher or a history teacher. And then oh. they made him. Uh, he was he was the football coach, but they, they made him be the assistant because Mr. Clark was tired of the football team getting their ass kicked. 
He's the one that got in trouble for picking up a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Darnell, that was his name. Uh, so we go, uh, she's, he's asking her questions like, well, what, what happened uh, with uh, Elise? Cause they can clearly see that she was strangled and he was telling them that, um, yeah, this, this investigation is still going to go on to figure out what's happening. But then we go back to the, uh, the, the ending of the first film when, uh, um, Renee picks up the camera and sees that image and then she hears uh, Josh behind her and she turns around and he's like, uh, I'm right here. Because she was screaming around looking for him. And then uh, Lorraine and um, Dalton come running in and uh, Josh goes up to Elise and is like, oh, hey, he's trying to wake her up. Well, like, what the hell happened? He doesn't know. So he's trying to act all concerned in everything. And Renee's looking at him like, what did you do? And he's like, what, what, why are you looking at me like that? And he goes, you think I did this? And she doesn't answer him. She's just kind of like, uh, whatever. And then we go back to the, the police station and, uh, I don't know his name in this. He's Mr. Darnell, uh, detective Sendell. (laughs) That's his name. Michael Beach. Um, he, he's just doing his job. He's just investigating the whole thing. I think this is, isn't this where they say that Josh is kind of not a suspect anymore because the the handprints on the neck didn't match his? No, they say they say that later on. Oh, okay. But he's telling, he's like, look, um, because he shows her a picture of uh, Elise's neck. And he's like, look, um, we're going to do some forensic stuff and then we're going to see if this matches up uh, your, your, your husband's hands. Because she's telling, she's basically telling him, she's telling him no. She's telling the cops no, he didn't do it. But then deep down in her mind, she's like, I don't know. Uh, he was the only one in the room or close to her, so I, I, I don't know. But we flash forward to some. I don't know how 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 much longer. It had to have been weeks. I would say, who knows? Maybe a month. Uh, they they're out of that house. They're all staying at uh, Josh's mom's house. But Renee is still kind of unsure on what's what's happening or what happened. So we see them all trying to just uh, do what they had to do. Uh, everyone just get on with their lives. I assume that Josh didn't go to work for a while. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the boys, they're 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 older, or they look older. But they're still trying to just uh, get adjusted to living at grandma's. But Renee is the one that's still really unsure on what's going on because she she knows something is happening. So she's again, it all pretty much starts all over again. She starts to hear and see things because she seems to be the only one that uh, I'm surprised that whatever it was, these spirits weren't chasing her. Because it seems yeah. like she's the one that got the most of the shit <laughs> from everyone. Yeah, because it kind of started making me think, did did she have maybe some abilities or she was sensitive? Uh, I don't want to compare it to like Star Wars or anything like force sensitive or something. I don't know. I just Cause they, they seem to be attracted to her. Yeah, because they're showing themselves to her and. 
I mean, we obviously knew why they were chasing Dalton because they, they he was able to astro project and he got stuck in the further and they wanted to take that red demon and wanted to take over his body. Yeah, isn't this when uh, the woman in white shows up and like slaps the shit out of her? Yeah, she's still lurking around the house just trying to check uh, everything and she doesn't know what's happening. She starts hearing things. Uh, things are moving. She hears like music and the piano's playing, or or the little daughter, her daughter's um, little uh, walker that has music coming out. It starts making all kinds of noise. She doesn't she doesn't know what's going on. She starts to hear things on the baby monitor. So she goes running up into the room, and the baby is sitting on the floor. A few minutes ago, it was in the crib. So she's kind of like, all right, she doesn't know what's happening. But then she charges into the room uh, where Josh is and telling him that, look, it's 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 still going on. We didn't we didn't stop it. And Josh is like, what are you talking about, man? He goes, it's done. It's over with. We we ended it all. But like the first film, he's just not believing any of the shit she's saying. And he's kind of like, just you get over it, man. We're, we're done for the audience knows that there's something wrong with Josh, but she doesn't know at the time because she's still trying to figure out what's happening. Everything that she's throwing at Josh, this is happening, that's happening. He's he's come making excuses on why shit like this is happening. So we get away from them. We go to the Tucker and Specs, and they go. This is uh, how Specs. Not Specs, Tucker lost a lot of weight. He's not as big as he was uh, a month ago. Who knows? Maybe you could lose that much weight in a month. Weight scared off of him. <laughs> but they uh they're at Elise's house and they're they're kind of just uh I don't know. I can't remember why they were there. I think they were just there trying to uh see stuff. But uh, when they're in there walking around doing stuff, Tucker's just like moving things and opening things up and specs the tent. Don't do that. Don't do that. And uh, they find they go to the uh, to her room, to her uh, seance room or whatever it's called. But they were told him, he goes, look, that's always locked. And he's like, he goes, well, it's obviously open, so let's go in. But it's all dark and they don't know, trying to see who can go in. Instead of Rochambeau in it, they do... Uh, Hunter Ninja Bear. And I don't know how you win in this game, but <laughs> Specs is being a bear and Tucker was being a ninja. And I guess apparently being a ninja is weaker than a bear. <laughs> Tucker has to go in there first. And they start, uh, they go they go into the room down into her basement and it, it looks like a seance room because they got the table in the middle and all that stuff. And that one little uh mask that she has um that she was using to talk to uh specs they kind of go into this other room and they're one of them uh, i think it was specs was kind of like come on elise let us know uh why we're here and when they go into this other room they uh knock over these boxes of uh vhs tapes and then when they pick up uh tucker's putting them back in a box he picks one up and it has it says Josh Lambert. Um, I think it said like 1986. Mm-hmm. So they 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 put it in uh, the VCR and they're starting to watch it. And it's uh, the scene from the beginning of the film 
when they were videotaping Josh and uh, asking him all those questions. So those two guys are sitting there watching it, trying to figure out uh, what it is. But Tucker kind of notices something when, when it gets to the scene when uh, Josh is like, he hears someone talking to him, and then he's like, here, I'll show you. And then it cuts to, to another scene, and we go to uh, Denise. Or not Denise, uh, Lorraine. She's walking around her house. I don't know why nobody turns the lights on. Uh, <laughs> but she goes to check on uh, Dalton, and he's laying there asleep in his bed. And then he kind of goes, Grandma? She's like, what? And she goes, there's someone standing behind you. And she kind of like flips out, but then when she turns around, nobody's there. So she's like, oh, fuck. I mean, I think at this point is when she realizes that, all right, this shit ain't over with. Because she turns the lights on doesn't doesn't see anything. So she kind of starts uh, walking around the house again. She starts to hear things. Um, again, turn on every light in your house if you're going to start investigating. Don't just walk into dark rooms. And walk down dark hallways. <laughs> so uh, she walks into uh, one of the 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 room that has the piano. She hears something, and it's her uh, granddaughter's little walker. It's uh, lighting up, and it's got music on it. So she starts walking around the house, and then uh, when she's looking around, we see somebody in a white dress down a hall walk past. Uh, and she like way faintly in the back, but the audience sees it. She sees it too. So she goes running after whoever it is to see what it is. And she doesn't know uh, what's going on. So she's kind of just lingering around, but she's looking into a mirror and she sees that lady that was in a white dress in the mirror reflection. But when she turns around, she doesn't see anything. But then all of a sudden the wind's blowing and the door shuts. And when the door shuts, we see that lady in white standing uh, behind the door as it was closing. But when she opens up the door, it's Josh. He's standing there. All right, I got a question. Right, I'm going to jump all the way to the end. All right. We we all know, the audience knows that Josh is possessed. Mm-hmm. Was he possessed by the old lady or the woman in white? The old lady. Which was actually a man. Yes. Which was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, the woman in white is the mother of the, the the lady in black, which turns out to be her son, who she forced him to be a girl and wear dresses. Like Angela in Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. So that's who was possessing him because that was the, the witch or the witch. That was the old lady in black that was in all those pictures of Josh when he was little. And we find out later that um, the, the they called it the, um, was it the Black Bride? I the think Black that's what Bride, they called yeah. Because then there was uh, news articles that um, the Black Bride strikes again because I think he killed like 15 women. Bride and black. Then, the bride, yeah, the bride in black. So they they killed like fifteen women uh, and everything. So that's why. But why was he after Josh? Just to? Oh no, no, he was after Josh because he didn't get to be a boy. He didn't get to have 
grow up as a boy. I mean, just and just do what boys do when, when you're little. Since his crazy mom forced him to be uh, a girl, made him Didn't wear dresses like, and wear castrated wigs. Castrated too. Yeah, she uh, castrated him. Yeah. Fucked up, uh, everybody. So that was why that uh, the black, the bride in black, or whatever, with the old lady was, was chasing him. Why she was uh, trying to get him when he was a kid. Um. We go to a that was kind of that's at the end when we find out all of that, but uh, Dalton he is starting to realize something is going on, something's wrong with his dad, and he's telling his mom, "Look, dad's not uh, acting right," because she said, "Because I heard him talking to someone," and when we see the scene, Dalton like here's his dad, he kind of creeps around the corner. And he sees his dad, and he's talking to his dad's talking to someone like I, I basically I I can't do it yet. Just let me do what I need to do. And whoever he was talking to was kind of telling Josh that like you need to kill everybody in this house before they find out who you are. At this point, we still don't. I mean, the audience knows that we all know that Josh is possessed, but uh, the family they're still trying to to figure it out. But Dalton realizes that there's something wrong with his dad. And uh, Renee, she's also realizing that something's happening. Uh, his mom, she's still kind of also not really sure. Some, she knows stuff's happening, but she doesn't know what and why. And I don't think she realizes she knows that her son is, isn't who he is. But she ends up going to uh, see um, Tucker and Specs. Is that his name, Tucker? Yeah, Tucker and Specs. And he's like, look, we want to show you something uh, on their laptop. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but the the, the screensaver uh, is a picture of them two and uh, James Wan. He's sitting, oh, wow. <laughs> they're, they're sitting on the couch. <laughs> I just noticed it. But he's telling him, he's, he's, uh, Tucker goes, look, um, I took uh, – the, the video feed uh, from the VHS tab and put it on his computer and he said he's able to um, do some magic with the, with the computer because he, uh, he stops um, the picture on Dalton standing there talking and then he kind of brightens up the, uh, the picture and in the background we see Josh, older Josh standing there and Lorraine is kind of like how is this possible and they're like I I have no idea what uh, what's happening here. I don't know who he is and how he got into that picture. Because, again, that video was filmed back in 86. And I assume this is, when did this come out? Uh, 2013, let's just say 2012. <laughs> or, or when, no, no, okay, it could be, it could still be 2010, maybe 2011. If, if we're going to go by when the first film came out. But anyway, they don't, they don't say. Um. So, so now she knows that something all she again, she knew something was happening. The mom, Lorraine, uh, she knew something was happening. But then now that since uh, Tucker and Specs uh, showed something to her, they're like, all right, we there's we something else is going on. Because why is older Josh in the background of his younger self? Uh, we go back to the house. Uh, uh, what the fuck's her name? Um 
Renee, <laughs> she is walking around her house and she is talking on the phone to the detective. And this is when he tells her, like, look, um, your husband's hands uh, don't match the, the marks on uh, Elise's neck. So he's he's all good. So she's like, OK, well, she kind of says, I really needed to hear that when she's walking down uh, through the house and the camera's just following her. She walks by, um, she's walking down the hall, and we see into one of the rooms off to the right. Uh, it goes into, like, I don't know, the living room or something, and we see somebody sitting in a chair. And then the camera goes down the hall past another doorway, and whoever was sitting in that chair is gone. So she's uh, still talking to the detective, and then she's kind of like, all right. So she's kind of just... Uh, sitting there, just like realizing, okay, let me take a breath. My husband's off the hook. But then uh, that little, um, her daughter's little walker comes rolling into the hallway where she's at. And then she goes walking over into the to the living room. Really quick. Why does everyone have all these old, creepy-looking houses? I mean, Barbara Hershey isn't that old, or unless this is just her style. That she likes uh, the old vintage look uh, in her house. The neighborhoods they like to buy all these houses in, I guess. (laughs) So she goes walking into the living room and she's looking around. She doesn't see anything in there. And she's still kind of just flipping out. But then when she walks in and she looks and we see two couches and they're like butted up against each other. Uh, She walks around. And then she walks because she walks past one of the couches. And then when the it's all one shot, I mean, like it's looking into the living room, she walks past and there's no one on the couch. And then when she turns around and walks away, there's a lady, a lady in white sitting there on the couch and she's uh, singing a song or whatever. And then she kind of notices her and turns around. That lady turns around, stands up and Renee is just like, what the fuck? And then that lady walks out of the room and then Renee goes running into the hallway to look to see uh, where she is. But that lady's gone. So she's still looking around for her. Uh, We hear the baby monitor and then we hear somebody that lady singing again and the the baby's upstairs. So she's ah, so she goes running upstairs to go see her daughter again. Like I said, my babies or my grandkids are going to be right in the room with me. <laughs> so, especially I mean, if shit like this is going on. You'd think she would have learned after the first incident. I know, man. Put it in a carrier and one of those little backpacks and just let it man. sleep while you're walking around doing yeah. what you're doing. First incident was like three houses ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> she runs into the room, the door's locked, and then she charges in and the baby's gone. So she hears the baby crying. So she runs back downstairs and uh, she goes looking around the room. And all of a sudden, ah, the stroller and the walker starts flying around the room. She walks back into the living room and she's looking around. And that that lady turns around and goes, don't you dare. This scared me because it made me jump. I forgot about it. And she just slaps uh, Renee. And Renee goes (laughs) falling onto the ground. Yeah, the, back. the lady's actually called Mother Mortis. <laughs> we go back to uh, Elise's house, 
and uh, Lorraine and Tucker and Specs are there, and uh, Carl shows up, the older Carl, because he was young Carl at the beginning of the film. So uh, Lorraine remembers him and like, hey, cool, right on, thank you for coming. And he doesn't really know what what's happening yet and why they needed him. And then they basically tell him, look, we need you. We're trying to contact uh, Elise because she knows she's trying to contact us as well. We don't know how to do it. You know how to do it. So can you please help us? Because then they start telling him that um, shit's going sideways with my family. So can you please uh, help us? So he's kind of like, all right. And how he's able to communicate with uh, the people on the other side, he's got dice with letters on it. And he's like, this is this is how I communicate. So he asks questions and he throws the dice down. And then they're saying, he says that uh, they'll answer, but we got to figure out what they're saying. So you're looking at the letters, trying to put uh, words together. I guess it could work, but then if you're already scared and everything, and if you see the letters there that spells out something scary, you're going to go with that. But <laughs> so <laughs> he's doing that. And uh, if the lights start flickering off and on, the TV's coming going off and on. Um, Speck tried to get up and run away, but then he's like, don't, don't break the circle. So they're still sitting there at the little seance table and he's starting to, um, uh, read the uh the dice because he asks he's asking um uh, elise are you here and then the dice he kind of moves some things around and it spells yes y-e-s so he's all right cool all right i'm gonna go to one of my favorite classic films um which board oh god uh <laughs> uh then one of the rules was don't ever mess with those boards by yourself because and then he also said that the demons or whatever the the spirits like to pretend like say if you're searching for someone one of your loved ones or whatever and they said sometimes you're gonna talk to someone that's uh, that isn't who you're trying to reach because in that film in the witchboard if you guys remember go back I don't know, a couple years and listen to that episode. <laughs> Uh, the main character, Patch, that's all I remember as him from, uh, I think it was One Day, Days of Our Live or whatever. He's doing the, the planchette on the on the Ouija board, and he's talking to someone, and then he like pulls his hands away and goes, all right, the, the person I'm trying to talk to, this isn't him. That's when he's telling him, he goes, yeah, sometimes you, you're not talking to the, uh, to the spirit you're trying to talk to. I don't know why he didn't. I don't know why he didn't know this. <laughs> so... Um, you see the teaser for the the new one? Isn't what? Yeah, uh, what's his name directed it? Uh, Chuck Russell did uh, Dream Warriors and the Blob. There's another wishboard. How do I not know this? Oh, man, I was about still to buy holding on to that old one. I was about to buy Witch Trap today. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Witchboard, but it was uh, still directed by uh, the guy that made the first film. <laughs> Uh, Witchboard 2, I need to pick that one up. Stay away from Witchboard 3, that one's garbage. Anyway, so uh, Carl is still trying to communicate. He's throwing his dice down, and uh, things are starting to go go sideways uh, in at least the seance room. So he's basically, he, for being a medium, man, he's not very smart. He should have started to believe that uh, 
or ask questions. All right, tell me something that only you and I would know and then throw his dice down, but he doesn't. He doesn't do anything like that. But uh, while they're doing this, all kinds of crazy things are happening. Then all of a sudden, the dice start to spell uh, words like, um, no, not on its own yet. But they were, uh, when he spelled, he spelled, uh, when he threw the dice down, he spelled something, asking her kind of, who are we searching for? They were saying it was something like Lady uh, Anglis or whatever. And then she, uh, Barbara Hershey's character is like, no, it's, um, what the hell was it? Uh, I think it was Angels. Um, Lady of the Angels. And then she goes, it was the hospital that uh, she used to she used to work at, I think. So they're like, all right. So <clears throat> we go back to the house. Uh, Renee is still laying there, and Josh kind of comes in and trying to see uh, what's happening. And she tells him what's going on, but then he kind of just puts her down and lets her lay down on the couch. We go to the hospital where Tucker and Specs and Carl and Lorraine are walking around doing some Scooby-Doo detective work. Luckily, they were able to break into this place. So it's an old abandoned hospital. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going into any old abandoned hospitals. We have one here in the town that I live in. And uh, some paranormal investigators, I don't know, these two uh probably in their 20s this is a few years ago they went into that hospital um i watched their whole video on youtube i can't remember their names that they didn't find anything oh, i thought you were about to say they were never seen again <laughs> no they they went in they they got tons of videos they went they i don't know where they're from but they came all the way here to the town that i live in and they went into the old hospital dude that hospital was scary even when it was open That's what i'm <laughs> saying I'm not, i don't even like going in regular working hospitals uh, no the new one i don't i don't feel anything in there but that old one it felt it felt like something was in there i don't know what it is man there's depending on what you guys believe in i'm spiritual there's spirits everywhere you go but i don't know that hospital didn't feel right <laughs> um but anyway uh my daughter and her friends went in there one time uh i didn't know there was a i assume there's a basement or something i didn't I never really explored that place, but I guess they went down there and they heard some stuff and they got scared and they all ran out. But uh, I advise you, everyone, stay out of these old abandoned places if you're not a, a ghostbuster. So these guys, they're lurking around trying to figure, trying to find things. And um, because for, as far as they know, Elise is, is the one that told them to go. And uh, Carl's walking around. He He's a medium as well. So he's trying to also figure out uh, what the hell's happening. He stops and looks into one room because he hears something. And then all of a sudden he gets like uh, visions really quick of an old man and then an old creepy lady. They just It's just flashing really fast. And he just kind of, ah, he flips out. And then they're like, what? And he goes in there. So they, they go walking into into the room to see what's in there. And uh, it's just uh, a room. They don't really know what's in there. But then they're like, all right, we need to uh, see what. Go, they go into the one room and they go, what is it? And they go, it's it's the ICU 
So they're like, all right, because um, Lorraine worked there. So she mm-hmm. was able to kind of remember where things were. Uh, then it, she, they go to a flashback. She brings her um, son, Josh, to the hospital. And she's walking around, looking around. And there's this old man uh, laying in the bed. And I don't think that's how it worked. Maybe that's how it worked back in, in the good old 80s. I think so. I mean, you could walk around anywhere and pretty much anywhere. No one gave a shit. <laughs> but so Josh is in there looking around. He kind of messes around with the, the little um little good gadgets that are in there. And then when he turns around really quick, that old man's sitting up and grabs him and starts screaming. And then Josh is, ah, he kind of starts to run away because that old man was laying there like in a in a comatose state. Mm-hmm. So they're not really happening. So I assume this is, we did jump forward to another day. Uh, Lorraine is leaving for the day. So she gets on this elevator and it, right before the doors closes, uh, somebody gets on in a trench coat and we see that it's the old man that was laying in the bed. So she kind of looks at him and she's like, Mr. Parker, what are you doing? And he's not, saying anything because he's basically telling you should be in your bed resting and so she just kind of he's not saying nothing he's just standing there looking straight ahead so once when they get out of the elevator he kind of just breaks off to the left and she just walks down the hall and she sees the um the receptionist or whatever in in the lobby and she's like telling hey um i just want to let you know that uh uh, one of the patients is walking around and uh, can you guys do something about it? And they're like, who? And he tells them it's Parker Crane uh, from the ICU. And they go, what do you mean walking around? Because yeah, I just rode down the elevator with him. And she's like, um, he died yesterday morning. And she's like, what? And he goes, yeah, he jumped to his death. I assume he went to the top of the building and jumped off. So she kind of starts looking around like, what? who did I just see? And then we go back to their time. And I assume yeah. she was telling them this story. Yeah. This is, this is why I assume she has some sort of ability or maybe she was clairvoyant or something. I don't know unless they explain it later. <laughs> so, but we go back to the house and Josh is there and he's pulling one of his teeth out and he's like, Oh no, not yet. And we don't know what the fuck's happening yet. Uh, watching the audience, but then he hears a voice, and it says, "Your dead soul is killing your living skin." Uh, and he's like, "I want to live," and then she's like, "No." And then I guess the longer that he's in that body, it's starting to uh, catch up to the dead, dead soul or whatever. But she said, "But he, he's like, like mother, no, no, uh, just leave me." She, she's telling, "Look, if you don't." hurry up and do what I told you to do, you're going to waste away. So what his mother wanted him to do was kill his family, kill everyone, so he can stay in that body and and be young. But the longer he stays in that body, he's starting to get all old and beat up, kind of like Chucky. Uh, The longer he stayed in that body. (laughs) And how, how would killing the family allow him to stay in this body that's deteriorating? I I don't know. They they did. I mean, if they explained it, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch it. <laughs> but I assume that 
that's what you do soul for a soul i don't know <laughs> so or maybe the mother was just telling him this so he just killed the family because he i mean he was a murderer he was a serial killer he was running around killing all these ladies because he he was the the black bride or the bride in black and he was killing everyone so i don't know maybe that's what it was he obviously i assume he just went nuts from what his mom did to him and he just couldn't take it out on his mom anymore so he was just killing women i I don't know i just just me thinking about why he's he's doing this but Renee is still trying to tell Josh because uh, she wakes up on the couch and she's telling, look, man, there's this shit going on. We need to get out of here. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And he goes, it's it's over with. It's done. Nothing. Nothing's happening. Nothing's dead. And she's still like she's got that look like you're not my husband, but she doesn't hasn't come out and, and said it to him. Obviously, I think it's still rolling, r- rolling around in her head, but she's just trying to like, come on something's happening here and you're not doing anything about it because uh then they start hearing uh, a piano playing so they go downstairs uh to look around and then she's like see she was telling because he was telling her that she heard stuff and he's like i told you and then he's like when they go into the room nothing is there so she stands behind the plant on the piano and she starts playing it and he's like what are you doing and then she kind of just looks at him because she, she stopped playing and she was like, uh, "That's the song that's been that's been playing." Because she kept hearing it, he was like, "What song? What are you talking about?" And she goes, um, "You don't know the song." And he's like, "No, I don't." And she goes, "It's it's the song that I wrote for you." And he's like, uh, "He's got this dumb look, like because it look like fuck." Yeah, <laughs> and then she's like. Uh, Okay, um, he tried to change the subject, but then he went, hey, there's something in this house. So he kind of walks out of the room, and uh, she's she's like, oh, okay, whatever. So he, he walks around, and he, he's starting to look at things. He walks up and picks up a bat, and he starts uh, going around the house. Um, we go back to the hospital where these guys are just going into all kinds of rooms, trying to find things, still trying to investigate, uh, breaking down walls so they can get to other parts of the hospital. It's part, they, okay. Then they find a secret room. Yeah. All right. Question. Um, obviously it's filmed with regular film cameras. This, this scenes kind of seemed like it was, um, like found footage because it was going back from like the big regular movie cameras to, the handheld cameras that Tucker and Specs had. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of. I liked how they did that. How how it uh, transitioned back and forth from regular movie camera to what was what we were seeing out of their cameras, because they're still filming everything and looking around, and they don't they don't know. I think this was um a, yeah part of the hospital that uh, they're not really sure. But when they go into the hospital, it looks like a house because there's stairs and. Uh, or like a, it, lo- it looks like a house. It doesn't look like a hospital unless this is uh, part of the old hospital. Uh, they're not. They're not really sure because they're still just looking around, trying to figure out what the what's in there. Um. Oh, this is the um. 
did they go through a portal or something? Because they're in the house of uh, what's the guy's name? The uh, the old guy. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, um, Parker. The bride in black. Yeah, Parker. I guess. Um, they're at her house, at his house, I guess, because when uh, Tucker and Specs go into the room, uh, they're like, "Oh man, what's this?" And he goes, "It's a dollhouse." And then they're talking about it. And he goes, "No, it's a Rhode Island Red, whatever that kind of dollhouse is." So they're, they're looking around the room uh, with their flashlights, and then all of a sudden, uh, things start moving. All the rocking horses and all that start moving around, and they're still filming it and looking. So then they start to, uh, they hear whimpering. Specs is holding his video camera, his little handy cam, and he brings it down and he's like pointing it behind him, uh, but it's upside down. And what we see, there's a, a girl or something sitting on the couch or on the, the bed. And then they, I don't think they, they hear it. I don't think they see it yet. But the camera, the video, little handy cam, we see it. And then they're starting to freak out, and then they turn around slowly, uh, and they hear or they see um, the little girl, because uh, Spex is like he turns Tucker around, and that little girl is sitting there on the bed, kind of reminded me of Annabelle. We just see the back of her head, and then they're like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "You can't be in here." And then they go, "If she sees you, she'll make me kill you." And then they like, oh, "Okay." And then they just walk out of the room. They get the hell out of there. But then we go. When the camera goes back to the the bed, that little girl's gone. Fuck that! I would have left the hospital <laughs> completely. <laughs> so we go back to the house. Dalton is laying there, and he, he he's asleep. And um, he uh, him and his little brother earlier in the film, they had those uh, when you link up two cans together with some string, like a phone, and you talk back and forth through it he's holding one and he starts to hear things but he kind of tells his brother like hey man go to sleep but then when he turns the light on to look he sees that his brother is asleep and the can uh that that he had in his bed he sees the string and it's like it goes um where does it go does it go into the closet or under a bed i can't remember but um oh it goes into the closet so whoever was talking to him, uh, he's like, oh, shit. He's trying to wake his brother up, but his brother won't wake up. So he's like, oh, fuck. So because then, then the uh, the string starts to tighten. So he's looking in the, the closet where the string went and it opens up. And then you hear uh, someone talking and Dalton's talking back to him like, well, what do you want? And then all of a sudden this is it a girl? I think it was a girl comes running out of the closet. And Dalton's just looking at her, and it's uh, just some girl. She's like, just please help me. And um, I think it was just one of the girls that uh, got kidnapped by uh, that Parker guy. Yeah. So Dalton's looking at it, and then he looks around at the room, and then there's a bunch of other girls standing in there. And then Dalton, he's standing there, but he looks over at the bed, and his body's laying there in the bed. So he would see like astral projected and then he jumps back in the bed and he gets under the covers and all those ladies are trying to get him. But then the mom, his mom comes and she pulls the blankets back and Dalton wakes up. 
and she's just telling that oh it was it was just a bad dream everything's everything's all right but we all know that he's seeing what he's seeing Josh is still walking around the house with that bat uh trying to figure or, or just look um we go back to the hospital and Carl is still uh, playing his little dice game trying to figure out uh what's going on he's basically asking a question like why why did, why did you bring us here um and when he starts throwing the dice around again um we see the, the camera goes up to the chandelier and the screws start coming out of it and fall into the ground i don't know how he didn't hear it but when he's uh he throws the dice back down on the ground and it spells mores uh in latin that means death so he kind of figures something out here and then this is when lorraine comes walking in and uh, right when she comes walking in, the chandelier falls, but Carl rushes and pushes her out of the way. So he uh, he saved her life. And then Tucker and Spence come running in, and they're asking, like, what happened? And he goes, I don't know, just something happened. So he runs over and picks up his uh, his dice again, and he, him, he goes, you're not Elise. Uh, he's asking a question. They're like, you're not Elise, aren't you? And then when he throws the dice down, it says no. And then all of a sudden we start hearing all these noises and doors are slamming and everything. And they're getting trapped in this hospital. I don't know where they are. They ask, he asks them again, who are you? And, um, what the hell did it say? I'm, I'm on it right now. I, Cause I knew I wasn't going to remember what the dice shit was saying. But when he asks them, who are you? The, the dice spell out, um, Mer- Macer more more mortis so I don't know something like that but it says um he's reading it says mother of death so it was something in latin and they're like well what does that mean and he goes it's uh literal and because it simply means the mother so it's basically that lady in white yeah mother uh, mortis Parker, yeah parker crane's white mara mom so they're like, oh, fuck. So they know that Elise wasn't uh, the one there. And uh, she was the one that got them, got them to go there. I assume just to kill them. <laughs> so, but they uh, start hearing uh, knocks. And then they're at this bookcase. And then they realize that it's uh, hollow on the other side. So they, so Tucker and Spence move it to uh, see what's behind it. And finding another r- little secret room. And uh, they like start gagging and coughing and everything they hear because they smell something bad. So they get their cameras and their flashlights and they go in there and there's uh, all these um, bodies sitting in, uh, in the, I think they look like pews or whatever. And they have um, sheets over their heads. Well, I don't know how long they were in there because they're, they're starting to rot, but they're still... They're not like skeletons yet. So I, I don't know how long, I mean, how long these ladies have been in there uh, or anything because uh, Tucker tries to look up under one of the sheets and then he's like, like he's about to throw up. We don't even see it. I thought they were going to show it, but they, they don't. But he kind of flips out. But we feel, I, this is what I figured. These were the bodies of the, um, all the ladies that he killed. Yeah. Um, so, because they're in uh, some kind of room. And I think and there's, there's like news, newspaper clippings on the walls. It, he op- it, That's in a, um, a trunk. He opens up a trunk, and that's when they start to see the the news articles about the bride in black. So, 
uh, and they were telling him that uh, who it was, and and he got captured and everything. So while they're in there, um, Carl's kind of touching things, and he's seeing visions, and we see uh, a man putting on uh, a black wedding dress and putting painting his face all uh, with makeup white, and he puts on that black wedding dress, and there's another lady. Uh, tied up and he's walking over getting ready to kill her and he's like uh, Parker Parker's the one that wore the dress he commit to commit these murders and he says um, it was his disguise so he's uh, he killed his mother because she forced him to kill everyone and he just wants his childhood back that's why uh, that guy was trying to get into the body of um, Josh when he was a kid because he wanted to be a kid again, since he didn't have a child, a childhood because of his uh, because of his mom. Uh, we go back to the house. Um, Denise or Denise um, Renee shows up uh, at the house with the kids. She goes in and she notices that um, Josh is just starting to look uh, like shit. But um, um, Lorraine picks up uh Denise or um Renee and tells them like look you you need to come with me. So they're like, okay. So they they uh Tucker and Specs and Carl kind of hashed out a plan. Look, go in there, talk to Carl or talk to Josh and we need to get him. Basically they were, he had like a syringe so he was gonna um See if he can knock him out because he still has the the human body, so they, he he'd still be able to uh, knock knock him out with uh, some kind of drugs. But Carl's trying to talk to him, and Josh, I think he kind of sees sees through it. So Josh gets up uh, to go, um, and he asks him, "Do you want a drink or something?" And he's like, "Yeah." So he walks over, and uh, he goes to get him something. And while Josh leaves the room, Carl's trying to set up that syringe. And then he's asking him like, uh, what, what are you doing? What, what do you have? And then he's like, uh, no, I'm just, uh, hanging out. And then Josh is standing there he's holding a cup and he's got another hand behind his back. And then he goes, he, Josh is telling him, his mother tells me that you like to play with dice. And he goes, oh, she did. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I didn't realize you guys, uh, spoken this morning was talking about his mom and then he goes oh yeah this is how i do my readings and he's like ah and that is when carl asked him what uh what's behind your back and then josh is just looking at him with a crazy smile he goes why don't you ask your dice so carl's like uh, okay so he kind of just puts the dice in his hands and he's uh getting ready to shake it up and then he asks, he looks over at Josh and he tells him, uh, Josh is looking all creepy and crazy. But then uh, Carl asks him, he's like, okay, he uh, he's about to drop his dice and he's going to ask the question before he drops him. And he's like, what, what does Josh? And then he stops talking. And then he says, um, what does Parker Crane holding? What is Parker Crane holding behind his back? And then he drops the dice down. He looks at it, and it spells knife. So he looks uh, looks over at Josh, and Josh is looking at him. And he goes, and he pulls out the, the knife from behind him. 
And then uh, he's also wearing a wire. So Specs and Josh are like, fuck. So they go running into the house. Uh, Josh uh, jumps at Carl and he's swinging that knife uh, trying to get him. Specs is running in the house. Uh, Carl ends up with a bat and he's swinging trying to uh, take out Josh. He breaks out the syringe and he tries to get him, but he he just kind of overpowers him. So he's trying to choke uh, Carl. Specs comes running in and doesn't do much. He, uh, he 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 comes running in and Josh just like elbows him and he goes flying down and crashes into the wall and knocks himself out. Uh, Tucker comes running in, sees Josh or um, Specs laying on the ground. Tucker has a uh, stun gun, but then Josh is uh, he took the syringe away from Carl, so he spins around and stabs Tucker in the ass with it, and then Tucker just drops and falls on top of uh, Specs and then. I guess they both got passed out because <laughs> uh, Josh walks over to Specs and slams his head on the ground and uh, he's knocked out. So we go, we're going back uh, to the, to the house. Um, Carl wakes up and he's in the further. Well, he doesn't realize he's in the further until Josh comes walking up to him and starts talking to him. And then he's like, Oh fuck. And he goes, ah, you must be dead. And he's like, ah, well, all right. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah, so it took him real well. Yeah, he just kind of went, well, all right. Um, let's see uh, what, what we got here. So they start to uh, hear things. So they, they're trying to investigate. And then it kind of does a flashback. And we see Josh uh, talking to himself. And we find out that he is... Uh, his mom was yelling at him, and he's like, "Get out of my head!" So, but we go back to Denise, uh, not Denise, Lorraine and Renee. They dropped. Uh, I know Renee dropped the boys off earlier to uh, her friend's house. So then I guess they took uh, the little girl over there as well. We go back to the further. Um, Carl and Josh are still looking around, trying to find uh, Elise because they know she's there. And um, they start to hear things uh, because Carl can see things. And then Josh is still looking around and he goes, oh, there's Carl tells Josh, he goes, look, there's somebody in front of you. And Josh looks around. There's nobody standing there. He goes, he's right in front of you. And then we see what Carl sees. And it's an old creepy man saying, he's got your baby. He's got your baby. Oh, man. God is doing the scared the shit out of me, but. Josh can't see it. He's looking around like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, he says he's got your baby. And he goes, well, what's he doing now? And he goes, he's pointing at something. And we see that old man. He's just some old man standing there naked. And he's pointing off to um, his left. Yeah, again, what's his story? I I don't know. <laughs> and why is he a help? He's a helpful one. Ah. Like he at least said, man, this is the the place you hang out before you go where you need to be, I guess. So we go uh, with where he's pointing. He's pointing at uh, the house, the first house they lived in in the first movie. And we had we had talked about this earlier. Uh, Josh is looking at the house and he sees that uh, the Indian guy, the long haired fiend, that's what they call him walking around in front of the house. Next thing you know, he's inside the house and he's smiling and he's going upstairs. So Josh goes running over to the house 
and starts looking in the windows trying to see. He starts pounding on the door. And this is when, in the first film, Josh and Renee hear somebody pounding on the door. Like, who the fuck's that? So they go running downstairs. And Josh is looking out the window or of the on the side windows of the door, and he doesn't see anything. But we see uh, the further Josh on the outside pounding. Josh opens the door, but he doesn't see the further Josh. So he's like, fuck. So he's just, it's starting to come back to um, Josh that he remembers that when this happened. So he's like, Josh, Josh, no. He's trying to tell himself something. So we go back in to the house. This is when uh, Renee saw the uh, the long-haired guy in her daughter's room and, and all that shit. Uh, when ah, she sees him and he's standing there and then Josh comes running in and they look for him. So while they're upstairs again, Josh just, the further Josh just kicks in the door and that's when the alarms go off. And he goes running upstairs because he knows uh, what's going on upstairs. So Carl and Josh uh, run upstairs and that um, the alarm goes off. So the Josh and Renee run down to see that the doors open while the further Josh and Carl run into the room and they see that guy and they start fighting him. Uh, he's got a knife. Uh, the long haired guy's got a knife and Josh is fighting him. And then all of a sudden you hear someone say, go to hell. And then the, Guy with long hair goes falling out the window, and Elise is standing there. So they're like, oh, shit, okay, good. So they found her, but then she's uh, looking at Carl, and she's, like, happy to see him, but then she's like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Uh, and he's like, uh, well, we're looking for you. And she's trying to explain to Josh, like, all right, cool, we need to, uh, we need to get you out of here. So, because uh, Elise is looking at uh, Carl and telling him, and they're like, she's telling both of them, you guys don't belong here. You need to uh, hurry up and get out of here before yeah, everything she, uh, goes sideways. Yeah, she tells Carl, I, I can still feel your heart beating, so you're you're not dead. She tells them that later, after oh, okay. um, they do their little mission. Because we go back, because... Um, uh, uh, Elise is explaining uh, some stuff to Josh and then she's telling him he goes you, you need to remember your memories because she goes, what we did to you we made you forget everything so you just need to remember all the stuff that we made you forget because he's telling her I don't remember and she goes well this is what uh, so they, they do a flashback and this is when we see young Josh sitting uh, in that chair with uh, young Elise and uh, his young mom and uh, young Carl. And this is when they see uh, Josh when he's um, older. Further, Josh is behind him. He comes walking into the room and he sees his younger self sitting there. And he starts talking uh, to himself. He calls out to himself and uh, he goes, tells him, like, Josh, I need your help. And he goes, I don't have any memories of my old woman and of the old woman anymore. And he goes, but you do. And then he goes, I need to know where she is. And this is when uh, young Josh stands up and goes, here, I'll show you. That's when he walks into the hallway and points down the hall and that door opens up. So what young Elise and young uh, um, Lorraine saw was just 
uh, a door opening. But when we go into the further, we see Elise and Carl and Josh, and then uh, the door opens up because they open the door and they go walking into it. Um, we see young Elise gasp, but she doesn't really know what's going on. But the older Elise, she kind of looks over at Josh because um, she remembers uh, what that ha- what she says because she turns around and looks at him and tells him, so that's what you were uh, trying to do, tell us. So they go walking down into that closet and it goes down into the basement, I assume. And down in the basement is the red door. So that's when they go into it. To uh, And it goes, we go back to uh, the house and um, Renee and Denise go in there. Is that her name? Denise? <laughs> Barbara Hershey's character. Uh, Lorraine, I'm Lorraine. sorry. I don't know where I'm getting this Denise from. Anyway, um, so they're going to the house and they're looking around and they're trying to find Josh. But when they see him in there, he looks like he's dying. And then they just, he starts chasing them uh, around the house and they're they're trying to get out of there. But he's stopping them and he's fighting them uh, and everything and locking them in the rooms and everything. So he's just trying to get there. But then this is uh, at the house, um, Dalton and Fulton show up. I guess their babysitter drops them off. So they're coming home. Uh, but Josh is getting ready to kill uh, Renee. But then she he's starting to choke her. But the boys come running in and they stop their dad to, and get some uh, off their mom. And then they all go running and, uh, and they're hiding in the basement. Where's grandma at? Oh, uh, they go hiding down into the basement. And we go back to the further, and those guys are there. They went through the red door, and they end up back at the uh, the, the Parker guy's house um, because they're they're looking. I mean, how many times have they been the the the, the 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 hospital led them to the Parker's house, and now the red door is leading, and the further leading them. Uh, to the Parker house because they go walking into the room and it's all nice and we see a little girl sitting there on the bed uh, and they don't know what's happening and Josh is kind of just like hey what who are you but then the little kid kind of looks up and goes pulls the wig off and says my name is Parker and then his mom comes walking in and she goes, who drew this? And he goes, I did. And she goes, how dare you? So she's slapping her uh, Parker around. He's like, but mommy. And she's like basically yelling at him like, you are you need to speak the truth. And he goes, you're not Parker. Your name is, um, I think your name like Melanie or, or something like that. Like, yeah, Melanie or Madeline or something. Yeah. Because he's telling because he because he drew a picture for her, but he wrote Parker on there. And she's screaming at him, that's not your name. That's the name your father gave you. And she says, your name is uh, Marilyn. So the mom was just crazy and took it out on her son. She went instead of, uh, I assume she wanted a daughter, but got a boy and just tortured him uh, all his life. That's why he became uh, a serial killer. But they say he did murder his mom. So uh, while... She's yelling at him. They're all standing there. Carl, uh, Elise, and Josh are standing there looking. And then all of a sudden, the mom starts stops talking. And then she looks over at Elise and Carl and notices them. 
that they're standing there. And then she just starts to ah, point at them and they go flying out of the room uh, backwards. So Josh is, is trying to get uh, help Elise and Carl get out of the room. They're locked in. We go back to the house in the real world. Josh is trying to break into the basement where Renee and the two boys are. But then Dalton comes up. And he goes, you know what? Um, I can I can help. I can do this. And she's like, what? And he goes, I need to go into the further to um to get dad and uh because they know they all know that that's not their dad now so uh dalton kind of sets himself up he finds a little place to to fall asleep and then he falls asleep and goes into the further because then he wakes up and when he's in the basement the, the red door is there so the only way he can figure he um doesn't want to get lost if he goes in there so he ties like a, a rope or a string around his his waist and then he goes in behind the red door and he's walking around looking at him we go back to josh and he sees all those uh ladies with the sheets over their heads uh standing in this room and then he looks at one of them and uh they're they're all looking around at him and he doesn't know what the hell's happening but then he starts pulling the sheets off and then all of a sudden uh, one of them screams. Uh, we go back to the house. Uh, Josh is still trying to break in and get them. He's uh, almost in there. But uh, Specs comes to. Um, Tucker's still laying there knocked out because he had the um, the syringe in him. So Tucker comes. Uh, no, uh, Josh breaks in. Um, Renee comes at him with like a monkey wrench and just starts hitting with him. I don't know why she didn't knock him out. But he, uh, Josh, he grabs her and starts throwing her across the room. And then he looks over and he sees Dalton sitting there in a corner asleep. Uh, we go back to the further. Uh, Dalton finds Elise and Carl. So he's there to help them. And she goes, okay, this is, uh, we need to get out of here. And he's like, oh, he goes, all right. He goes, please, just please help me so we can uh, set you free. No, oh, no, no. They don't see uh, Dalton. They see um, Parker. Uh, the little boy Parker, he's standing there and Elise is telling him, look, we were going to help you so we can set you free. Um, so he, they kind of just go back. Uh, we see Josh in the other room with all those dead ladies. He pulls the sheet off one of them and it's the mom. And then she, ah, she grabs him and fling, flings him across the room. And he, she has him up against the wall and she's like holding him by the neck and then lifts him up. Uh, Josh is uh, back in the real world. He's about to kill Dalton with a hammer. But then uh, Elise comes running up behind uh, the, the mom, the old scary mom, Parker's mom, hits her in the back with the uh, with a chair, um, uh, a wooden horse, a little kids ride on. And she just starts smashing her with it in the further and killing her. And, and the real world, Josh is, ah, he kind of just, falls over and then um uh renee runs over to, to to dalton and he's still laying in there back in the further josh and elise and carl are in there and she's telling her look you guys need to get out of here and this is when she tells carl and he goes you're not supposed to be here and he's like what and he goes i am she goes no she goes when i touched you i can feel your heartbeat so you're still alive and she goes you guys need to both get out of here before because all kinds of shit's happening on the walls so uh, Dalton and uh, Dalton, um, 
Josh and uh, Carl run out uh, into the further and they're looking around and there's all kinds of dead people everywhere and they don't know what the hell's happening. But then all of a sudden they see uh, Dalton and he runs over and he's like, okay, man, he goes, look, he goes, we can, we can get out of here. I can take you back uh, to mommy. Cause he's got that string wrapped around him. So they all go, uh, uh, go back. Um, Dalton wakes up and then Josh sits up and he doesn't look all dead. Like he did. He looks, uh, Fresh and new, Dalton's all happy. He's like, Dad, so he runs up and he hugs him and uh, everyone's happy. But Renee's still kind of looking at him like, are you really who you are? But then she kind of realizes that that it is him. Grandma comes downstairs. He he says, um, he says, I was trying to I was trying to reach you from the further. And then he he tells her he was the one that was playing um, the, the song she made for him on the piano. Oh, shit, I forgot all about that. Yeah, but <laughs> while they're all downstairs, Tucker comes busting in, and he's still kind of feeling woozy uh, about it all. So we go back to the house, and Carl is going to... Um, is he basically going to put those two in a trance so they yeah, can forget he, all of this? Yeah, he's basically what he did to Josh when he was a kid. He's doing to Josh again. And Dalton. Well, that's not good, man. Look what happened. <laughs> but yeah, he's basically telling them to to let the darkness and uh, drift into the further and further away, so they know that to uh, yeah, whatever he did to him when he was a kid, he's doing it to the game so they can help them forget it. Basically, helping Josh not know how to astral project as well as as Dalton so uh, they're both sitting there with their eyes closed and then it fades to white and we go to um, a house uh, someone else's house and Tucker and Specs uh, roll up and they're telling them goes, yeah we're here from uh, your close personal friend Spoken to Allison, and they're like, no. The dad's like, no. It's not. If you're not, we're gonna. I'm gonna call the police. But then the mom comes in, like, who are you guys? And goes, we're here to help. And this is when we see a young, a young Wednesday. She's talking. He goes, well, who's the lady? And they're like, what lady? And he goes, the lady standing behind you. And it's uh, Elise. So she kind of tells that little girl to be quiet. And the girl, there's a their daughter is in there in a wheelchair. Um, she, I think, you know, I think it's just a chair. She's looking out the window, and Elise just walks up to her and telling her that, um, and she's here to help her. She was she telling her, I can't remember what she was saying. She could, the, the girl that's sitting there, his name is Allison, so she's trying to talk to her. But Allison is just looking out the window, kind of like looking down. And then, so when Elise is like looking at her, and Allison's not responding, we hear creaking. And Elise is looking behind her. And we just keep hearing creaking and creaking. But we don't see anything. Elise sees something because she's got this scared look in her face. And then her mouth opens. And she's like, oh, my God. And then, boom. That's the movie. And I've said it all through both these movies. I want to know that story. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to watch the next two before I see the, the next one. 
but well, the, the next two, three and four, take place before one and two. Yeah, so those are like the prequels. So one and two, then it goes to five, right? Yeah. So I can go see five tomorrow and not even worry that I didn't watch three and four, right? Yep, yep. You can you can wait to watch three and never watch four, and you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, I have to dig again. My my movies are a mess here, so I'd have to search for it. But um, I know three is on Tubi, but uh, I don't want to sit through commercials, but. All right, everyone, we haven't done a three-hour episode in a long time, so, uh, yeah, well, we're not doing them anymore, <laughs> but we had to uh, do uh, this one. I still need to see the the fifth one, the Red Door or whatever the hell it's called. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, oh, it's called the Red Door. Okay, hold on. Let me click on that. Let me see uh, the synopsis in that. The Lammers must go deeper into the further than ever before to put their demons to rest. For the uh, put the demons to rest once and for all. Insidious the red door. Oh, so the kid that played Dalton, the same kid, he's he's reprising his role. Yeah, and I think the same kid that was the brother is. I might yeah, be mistaken. Yeah. The foster kid. Yes. Yeah, yeah, same same, kid. yeah. Same kid. Same cast. Uh, not the little girl or the the baby. No. And whoa, lipstick demons in this? Am I just spoiling it for myself? Yeah, you are. Um. All right. Well, I knew Lynn Shea was gonna be it, of course. All right, Specs and Tucker in it. So those of you that did see it already, but um, I got I, I don't know what happens. Maybe I just spoiled myself uh, for some of the stuff. I only saw the trailer once, so I don't even remember what was going on in that, but. Let me click away from all that so I don't have to see any of it. Shit, I'm clicking all the wrong things. Um, hold on. What did I want to look up with the first film? Oh, well, that's cool that they got the, uh, the, the kid from the first film, or the first two films, uh, to come back in that. So... But Insidious, the first film, it the budget was 1.5 million. Damn, it cleaned up. It made 100.1 million dollars. Damn, well, I got my money twice. Let's see how much the uh, second one made. Second one is budget was five million, and it boxed off as 161.9 million. God damn, man, they cleaned house. That's why they got so many sequels. But, all right, we're not going to review three, four, and five. Well, you guys already did five if you listen to the regular show, but, oh, man. Yeah, I, I got to go to bed because I'm scared myself <laughs> with the further and all these ghosts and everything that they were like running around in this film. But, yeah, everyone, that no more three-hour episodes. Uh, listen to the E Society if you want three-hour episodes, because our next episode two ninety-one is going to be three hours. Our last episode two ninety was three hours. That was just TV. Our next one, I think we got like fourteen movies we're going to talk about, and that's going to be three hours. <laughs> so uh, listen to it all at once or break it up. But um, yeah, but all right. That this was uh, my pick. What do you got for us? 
All right, uh, we are going to take a look at the 1996. Uh, it's listed as drama, mystery, thriller, comedy, crime. It's a lot of genres. Uh, Freeway, starring Kiefer Sutherland and uh, what's her name? The forehead, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Didn't you just send me that? Yeah. All right. See, yeah, for, so get the, the, the stacks of video movies I got. <laughs> yeah, for those who want to stream it at home before you uh, listen to the review, it is on Prime Video, AMC Plus, Tubi, and Shutter, and Pluto, and Freebie. So many options. Is it a horror movie? Yeah. I've never seen it. You never seen Freeway? Uh-uh. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, this is going to be an interesting review then. All right. I've never seen it, everyone. I know who's in it, but I, I've never seen it. So, All right. All right, everyone. It is late. I need to go to bed. I got to get up in a few hours and go to work. Um, go over to HorrorReturns.com and links to everything and all the shows. Uh, if you listen to this all in one shot, thank you. Again, no more three-hour episodes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just uh, come back for more with uh, Freeway and the first film, Expendables, for Action Returns. I need to dig that out and watch it as well. So, But everyone, oh, uh, we did record our uh, Patreon-exclusive uh, Valentine's Bluff. So uh, when that's up, we'll let you guys know. It's, uh, only the Patreon subscribers will be able to listen to that episode. So yeah, if you, you want to hear a patron, it, it only costs you a dollar. Yep. One dollar. Link, link is down below. Go over there and uh, support everything we got going on here at the Horror Returns Network. So, but uh, if you want to wait, you're gonna have to wait a few months to hear a review on that on the regular network. So it's strictly for the Patreon subscribers right now. Yeah, and, it's not up yet, but yeah. And uh, by the time you hear that, all episodes of the first season of Hannibal that we reviewed will be up, and we'll be cranking out the Tales from the Crypt season one is the next uh, Patreon exclusive, and those will be commentaries. So be on the lookout for those if you are a Patreon donor. All right. Speaking of. Uh well, do you have um, the Friday the 13th, the series? Do you have that? Uh, the, uh, no, I don't, but I, I can I can find it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this, this isn't for sure. Maybe we'll tackle those for uh, you Patreon subscribers, for those of you that were fans of the uh, Friday the 13th TV series. Got nothing to do with Jason or anything, but... As a Friday the 13th fan, I, I thought it was a good show. Uh, I don't know why they called it Friday the 13th. I know I think over in the UK they called it something else. But anyway, that's a maybe, everyone. Don't don't quote me on it. But, um, yeah, just follow, the, follow us everywhere on all the socials. HorrorReturns.com will link you and show you to everything that is everywhere. But it is late. We need to go to bed. So with that, everyone, thank you for listening. Please be safe. Come back again and party on. And be good to each other. Bye.